Welcome to RCR Podcast number 57. Uh, give it away now. We are here with Justin Burnash from PrimeDriven.com. I'm Nick. And I'm Brian. And I'm Justin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, welcome back to the podcast. This is our first ever three-man booth. Well, for lack of a better term, I can't really think of what else to call it, even though yeah. it's not technically a booth. But we're finding a way to make it work. You know, you're hearing – well, the people who are watching us online right now live are hearing us through the onboard mic. But the people listening after the fact on Shout Engine, iTunes, wherever else, they're hearing us through the Zoom, barring any other catastrophic audio difficulties, which knowing us is very much – on brand for us but hey you know live and learn and then get loves i don't know i talk in you're going to be hearing me uh and there may be some audio bleeding because i export this all in mono uh you but you're going to be hearing me through a zoom microphone like not the brand zoom but a literal shotgun mic is what i'm talking through um which is weird oh actually it's not weird because there's no phantom power coming through mine Although it is boosted in itself, my gain on me is cranked all the way up. Whereas these guys are uh, Justin and Nick are, are through the traditional sort of studio mics. So if I sound a little bit different, it it could be that, or I could have just avoided all that and say that I'm getting over a cold. So anyway. well, I mean, we're all getting over something. Oh, and that's you know I'm doing the healthy thing by drinking uh, gin right now, and I'm drinking ginger tea. tea so. <laughs> Um, Justin has some water. Normally when Justin were here, we got shit housed <laughs> last time we were here on all sorts of micro brews, which is normally modus operandi for RCR late at night, uh, yeah. is, is just me drinking stuff. So, um, we're going to be talking about me living with a tuner car for a week. Um, we'll be taking your MR2 questions. Uh, we'll be taking your super chat questions. Um, I, I do want to talk a little bit about the Freddie Mercury movie, which is <laughs> really, it's like, damn, that's good. Yeah. But at the same time, it's not an accurate documentary because I've been a Queen fan since like middle school. Yeah. So there's that. And then, of course, we'll talk about Prime Driven, how your company is expanding it as, as well. We're actually and, coming out with a Queen sequel. Not not well known. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Um, there is a story to tell about after about that band after Freddie passes, but I mean, why would you really bother? That's a funny thing. Queen is still existing. I mean, it's Roger Taylor and Brian Brian May. May. Uh, The bassist Don Deacon. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I said I was a Queen fan. I don't know the basis. The basis left to do his own thing. Yeah. And so it's just them plus Adam Lampert right now. Um, and then there's that new sound-alike guy who emerged from YouTube. Uh, something Marty, people in the chat will will say who he is. Um, but uh, the, there is this American guy who has like the facial structure of Freddie, Freddie Mercury and he sounds creepily like him. Wow. In fact, he when you hearing when you're hearing Malik sing in uh, Bohemian Rhapsody the movie, you're hearing this American sing. Ah. So that's how they did it. Uh, we have our first super chat question. Um, George Bull McLean says, "Hey guys, I just want to say your channel really helped me get through a bad time recently. Can you say my name as Harold Slavinsky, please? Thank you." Well, hey, George Bull McLean, I'm so glad you've come to my class. 
pass. You know, I, you know, we used to have this little theater in New York City. It was, you could sit next to other people, but it was a blackout theater. That means you couldn't see anything. They even taped over the exit signs. And uh, I'm telling you, George, sometimes you, like, they allowed you to, like, they took, you might get scared in this being all by yourself because every single seat was all by itself. <laughs> but they had put a hole in between you and the next guy. So if you wanted to, you could reach out and grab. <laughs> because that was a legit story that Schwartz told. Yeah. <laughs> like Harold Slavinsky is based off of this a film professor we had. And that yeah. was one of his stories I've heard in every single class that I've been into. <laughs> so yeah, glad uh, this, uh, this channel got you through some rough times, man. Yeah, thank you. So I will, I, I'm going to pause here. Oh, Burgundy Burnouts. Um, this guy, Burgundy Burnouts. Every he time shows every on. time. Every time. Do you remember what he was building the last time? <clears throat> or he's still working on it? Uh, was it an LS swap something or other? Uh, no, no, but. No, no, no. That was, there was a lot of LS talk in the last one, though. Yeah. No, what was it? I forget. It, it is a car that's normally LS. It's a Firebird, but it's not being LS. The EJ. Was yeah. Yes. Yes, I do remember that. A WR, full WRX all-wheel drive yes. Firebird. Yes. It's how, how, be, how goes it? Um, do we have a progress report? He's he's in the chat. He'll tell us. He says, Nintendo just showed off a trailer for Zelda Awakening Remake for the uh, Zelda's Awakening Remake for the Switch. Well, there goes my social life. Also, ending in Rhapsody oh, was shit. The editing. Yeah. The editing. Which is funny because typically when you want to win an Oscar for Best Picture, you need to have the Best Film Editing nomination. And it's one of only like four of the Best Picture, four of the eight Best Picture nominees that actually got a nomination for Film Editing, um, which is kind of just silly to me because that was, okay, it got the Film Editing nomination for the last 20 minutes. Like, let's be serious. It was the Live Aid concert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that was the entirety of it. And, you know, it's... Now, it's... Bohemian Rhapsody is not going to win Best Picture. Like, it's statistically... Like, it would be unprecedented for something to just... Like, no. Like, Rami Malek is winning, but nothing else. And But, like, the idea that that would be cited for its editing is kind of silly to me. Yeah. In a weird way. Um, And also the whole, like, Brian like Singer I, thing. It looked like I edited it. <laughs> scene, scene, scene. It really was. <laughs> it was. This was like. I remember they do the like they're doing the concert montage. I'm like, oh, now we're in Rio. Yeah. Now we're in, the, and it's just kind of skipped over Sun City. Yeah. They well, when they played when they played Apartheid South Africa. They skipped over a shitload in their and then put things out of sequence. Like certain songs coming out before they actually did, mm -hmm. and others, like you know, how do you get that stuff wrong? I mean, I'm not even like hard into Queen. Like I love Queen, don't get me wrong, but yeah. even I knew like some of this stuff was wrong sitting there in the theater. Yeah, and it's strange. It's tragic, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you said about like the you know when they make these movies about a lifetime of events. If it's yeah. a, you know a, a autobio or if it's a you know the band. You're trying to cover like you know decades of of events in you know ninety minutes, so like they miss almost all of like the kind of really interesting stuff, and then you just end up with a highlight reel. Yeah. yeah, like the Jobs when they tried to do the Jobs movie with Fastbender. Yeah, it was just literally about the launch of 
the iMac. Pretty much. Well, that was I, it. Like, yeah. And like, like I've read his bio, like the bio is fantastic. And Fastbender's um, amazing. And Fastbender's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. But I was just like, I like both pieces of this formula and I didn't like the movie at all. Yeah. So I was like, well, that was not well, really well, that interesting. Well, well, also <laughs> but it was an interesting idea on trying to just take one piece and do 90 minutes on one event. Yeah. You know what well, I mean? I mean, it's a movie split in three parts because you get like the failure of the next, like the discovery of Apple. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's just this strange thing. And then what really bugged me is that Kate Winslet has this accent that like disappears. Like, <laughs> she starts off with this kind of like Slavic type, <clears throat> like Eastern European yeah, type and accent. Then yeah. And then she's just like has an American accent <laughs> for the rest of the movie. Yeah. And it makes no sense to me. And yeah. I had to go online to make sure that, like, did other people hear this? Was it a conscious choice that she was making? Eh, well, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Hamza doesn't have a question, but just thank you for your donation. And I know our camera is way far away. So, Justin, if you ever want to speak directly to the camera, it's way over there. Um, so we can get all, so we can get the whole uh, futon in, in, in the seat. Um, and feel free if at any time you see in the regular chat going by, um, you see like an MR2 question, uh, feel free to answer it at any time because uh, we are seated here with Justin Burnash from primedurban.com, the MR2 shop for really the East Coast of the entire US, which brings us to the Evo because you told me that you've become almost saturated. You're so successful as an MR2 shop, your SW20 builds with the Gen 4s are the one to have. So where do you go from here? And you branch out into other manufacturers and you began with Mitsubishi with the Evo that I've been driving for now a week and a day. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, you know, just in terms of pure visibility, because we spend a lot of time and energy on, uh, on that. Um, you know, we had gotten to the point last year where it was giveaway number eight was eight MR2s in a row. Yeah. And, you know, everybody liked them, but we started getting a lot of requests for, can you do something different? Yeah. Uh, and you can only make an MR2 build so different, uh, you know, without making it just not an MR2 anymore. Right. Uh, so, so we were like, all right, well, what would make sense to do in the winter? Mm -hmm. Uh, what would be the, like the one of the best possible JDM, you know, compliments to an MR2 because you can't drive your MR2 right now no. unless you know you're in California or Texas or something. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then it's turbo. It's two liter. Yeah. And I, I'd never driven an Evo before this one. And I've driven lots of WRXs, lots of STIs. Uh, and those are great cars. But the first time I drove the Evo, and ours is just BPU, like there's nothing crazy about it. So right. you can actually use it. Yeah. Um, I was just blown away by the steering responsiveness and Dude. the power. Yeah. Like, Everybody who's, I've, I've lent this car to three different people, two mechanics and one of my friend, uh, uh, Matt Walsh. And all of them complimented that this is one of the greatest steering boxes I've ever felt. Yeah, and insane. it all down to that suspension. The car is not okay. The car is lowered about two inches. Mm-hmm. It has, I forget the manufacturer of the coilovers that are Just on. Megan Racing. Megan Racing no, coilovers. Super, super fancy. But it's not stance. No. It's it's not cambered out. No, it's street street alignment. The uh, the wheels are a little bit farther out. Yes. Um, but, and I noticed when I was, when we drove it through the slush, the fact that there's a little bit of tread outside of where the fender is, it tends to throw it. Now, now there is mud flaps in the mud flaps. They do what they can, yeah, yeah. but it tends to dirty itself a little bit. Yes. Um, yes. But uh, 
where was this car when I was 19? Mm. This is... In Japan. It was still in Japan. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. When did, did, was the nine the first one we got? The eight. The eight was the first you know, three. one we got. Yeah. Ah, so okay. we, it was in Japan. Mm. <laughs> uh, sadly. Oh. But I mean, obviously, like, I, I wouldn't have been able to afford one. Like, when they came out. Yeah. With dealer premiums and stuff, they were, like, you know, right. kissing 40 grand. Even on the used market, these things are, like, 20 grand. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, 20 will get you, like, your... Your nice, you know, solid car. Maybe a highly modified car that isn't as nice, or a nicer car that isn't as modified. Yeah. Um, you know, we try to stick with, you know, basic, you know, bolt-on stuff because that's our forte. Right. It's what we're known for. Our cars work. Yeah. And are fast and fun. Yeah. But they have to work first. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. The thing about the horse, I would have killed myself in that car if I had an high school. Right. One hundred percent. Even as amazing the as it is, at home, when that turbo yeah, yeah. comes up and that's the stock boost, is twenty fucking pounds. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. driving home. It's like this is ridiculous. And and also, people in in the modern age of where every LS is making six hundred horsepower, mm -hmm. this thing crank is three. They under they said it was something like two eighty from the factory. In reality, it's more like three hundred. Yeah. The, the gentleman's agreement that Japan's always had. Yeah. yeah. This thing's clearly 300, 310 at the crank, stock. And you think, and this, hold on. This is 2006 when they were doing this. And then people got all, you know, their manginas wet when the Civic Type R came out with 300 horsepower. Like, dude, just now. Like, Mitsubishi <laughs> was doing this a decade ago. Yes. Yeah. So, and it was all-wheel drive, so you could actually put the power down. Yeah. Know, vaguely yeah. near a corner. Yeah. You know. And the cornering is amazing. I got I I I don't have the ability to drive what that car can do. I mean, on a back road here today, I knew this was the last day, so I I won't say the road I went on, but we used we know last day. Yeah, I went on it. I'm doing eighty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I don't like uh, who's our uh, our friend from Austin. Uh, Monica Harrison could drive this car well. Um, yeah, the the difficulty for me was it's so cold outside. Those are race brakes on it. And it sounds like a train is coming to the station every time <laughs> I slow down. Those brakes have to get hot before they shut up. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they're not even crazy. They're not like a crazy bat or anything. It's just the drilled and slotted and the yeah. huge Brembo calipers. Like, yeah, they're just noisy. Like, I have a bunch of Porsche buddies at the track. They're the same way. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's just yeah. what you deal with. Um, yeah. I like the gear shifter. It's it's stiff and it doesn't click in the gears. It goes clunk in the gears. Mm. And I see we have some Toyota questions going by in the super chat. We'll get to them in a minute once I finish talking about the Evo. Yeah. I drove it in the snow last night in Pennsylvania. We had about a good five inches last night. The plows came through, but I went through after the plows and then I got nice hard packed powder in, in a parking garage at a parking lot I won't talk about. I put I clicked that thing in the snow mode. For those people uh, uh, listening on YouTube, you know that one uh, Top Gear episode where they had the Evo 9, and he clicks that very button that says tarmac, gravel, or snow. I put it in snow, and you can clutch kick it, and it will make this big controlled four-wheel drift. And I'm like, this is amazing. And then I immediately thought, I could just do this in, in, in all the streets are, were snowed over last night, but there was a, <clears throat> it was packed down enough that the clearance of this car has about four inches of ground clearance. Yes. Um, could still drive. Uh, and 
I could just drift every single corner in this yeah. control, like just pushing it, make it, make it start losing grip, but it will, the computers, as Jeremy Clarkson said, will just take care of everything for you. It's a remarkable car, and I it's going to send me to the metal clink. So you're driving this thing home tonight. Take this car away from me, man. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm not a fan of the 93 octane filling it up every time. And as a Dale, if you want boost, you got to have 93. There's no two ways around. It. Yeah, yeah. Volkswagen, there's no Forester, right? <laughs> Volkswagen has done a good job with their uh, turbos having it run on 87, but that's purely for fuel economy. Yes, because then they're 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 turning the boost down, they're pulling timing, they're adding fuel, they're doing all that just to make it hit a number. Yeah. Oh, I have a question from the regular chat for uh, Justin, which who is apparently the only Justin I know. Um, or have ever known. Uh, Number one. Again, it's strange. Like, I don't know any more Justins in my life. Um, but, it, it, oh, it is from Mustang Midas. Mr. Burnash, great to see you again, sir. MR2-related question. Have you seen or performed an engine swap in an MR2 with more than four cylinders, i.e. an LS or V6? Uh, good question. Have I seen? Yes, I've seen everything. I've seen a, a five-liter V1 or a v, uh, V12. Uh, BMW motor that was in the uh, um, the uh, the A50 Ci, uh, but that never worked. Um, they're too long. Like you have to make a tubular rear end of the car in order to do anything longitudinal. Guys have tried LSs. Again, you have to do a tubular rear end uh, without cutting up the car and building basically a whole new rear of the chassis. Uh, the big V6 is the 2GR out of the the Sienna hmm. and the Rav4 and the Camry and the Highlander. And then, you know, pick every Toyota that has a V6 in it. Um, we've done, you know, a few of those. Uh, we were never really big fans of them. One, because the cost uh, is, is for an MR2 guy, massive. Like, 10 grand in parts is... Yeah, uh, that's cost prohibitive. Generally more than most guys' cars cost. Um, <clears throat> or at least did when they bought them. Mm. Uh, but the, the problem with any, you know, NA motor uh, in an MR2 is once you put it in, that's basically as good as it'll ever be. You put in a turbo motor, and you could put on a bigger turbo. Then you could put on bigger injectors. Then you could put on standalone. Then you pull the motor and do forged internals. These are all things that aren't wildly expensive. Several thousand dollars will get you there if you already have a turbo motor. Yeah. Um, so you can just also you can just turn the boost up. Um, you can't do any of that with the with the NA motors, especially if you're talking about a Toyota V6. Yes, I know LSs can be tuned all motor to make a bunch more power, and you just drop in a cam. <laughs> this is not an LS. <laughs> uh, so yes, we've seen them. Uh, we've done them, with the exception of the V8s, uh, because that is way beyond our uh, our skill set of building tubular rear frames. I apologize here. I dad clicked with my tablet. Nick, can you pull up the super chats before O Schmidt? I'm right. going to answer O Schmidt's question. All right. If you can scroll back up, so I can yes. get him. So O Schmidt asks, "Hi guys, I sent you an email about a PC. Can I?" A PC I can give you as a streaming host. Just search my last name. Also, are you guys doing a New York City Auto Show 2019? I am very wary about giving out my address for people to send me things. People have asked to send me things before. Um, RCR has, a, thanks to Patreon, RCR has a budget for things like maybe a new digital mixer or a new computer. Uh, this MacBook will be our computer because it's given me for free. 
Um, I've thought about getting a, a PO box, but I hesitate doing that because a lot of YouTubers, and I think we were talking about this one time, there are YouTubers who just have a PO box and people send them stuff and then they talk about it. Yeah. But I don't need things in my life. Well, I need a bigger garage. That's all I need. Yeah, we both agree on that fact. Yeah. I don't need things unless it's a bigger garage to put more cars in. Yeah. It doesn't count as a thing. It's more like a person. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, things will only take you so far, I, yeah. I think. Now, the one thing that I would sort of recommend as a possibility is having an Amazon wish list, which people will probably, you know, it's a public list. And then if anyone wants to buy you that, like they, purchase it and it gets sent to you but they never know like what your address is or at least oh, the really? way i understand it but then again it's like i always i would feel weird about it. like wouldn't would you feel, feel weird because like, it, it sounds like hey uh, you know me from the internet buy me things right and it's like yeah. i don't feel like i can make that type of demand on people's hard-earned finances i mean right. i'm thankful for anybody who comes into this little chat and yeah. you know gives you know drinking okay. money or you know th that's money that they can use to get you know a sixer of hams 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 the vomit yeah uh but or churning stomachs inside and question uh also are you guys doing new york city auto show 2019 yes we are yeah. I've been away for a year. I want to do it again. I have a very special idea of a video that um, I'm going to enjoy doing. Hopefully, Patrick George will help me out doing it. Did you see the uh, pictures on Facebook that Bieber suspended all service? Yeah, but now uh, apparently Klein has taken over. Who's Klein? Um, they are... For people who are wondering, we're talking about a bus service that runs from Kutztown yeah. in New York City. Basically, the way that we would always get to... Yeah. Like, well, no, no, no. Justin Bieber service. For, for, <laughs> for the New York Auto Show, we would always take the Bieber bus, leaving Kutztown, going to New York City. But Bieber ended its run effective immediately after 72 years. They were in the hole, some six figures in debt. Really? Yeah, they were super in the hole. And basically what ended up happening was because people commute to New York City for work. Yeah. And to Philly and other places. And suddenly, you know, you're SOL because you don't have public transportation. If you don't have a car, you can't get anywhere. And so I think for now, until they come up with a more positive – or permanent solution i think klein is taking over which is <laughs> i i can't think of any other company that would i know that there are some of all things limo services who are offering to like take charge it's like lighting the beacons of rohan or whatever it's just you know the beacons are lit and mm. gondol will answer i'm probably getting the line wrong but it's lord of the rings but i think either way we're going to be there uh don't know how, but we'll get there. And yeah, uh, yeah it's, I'm looking forward to the New York Auto Show, as I do every year, just because I love auto shows in big convention halls. I like convention things, which is kind of weird because I went to the Philly Auto Show for the first time over the weekend, as you may or may not have seen in the video. And, oh, uh, yes, very much so. I guess. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, <laughs> like, basically what, what it was was the realization that when we go to the New York Auto Show, they have a dedicated press day where it's only press and media people. You don't have to deal with other people being there. And so you can make a video without having to worry about people being in your shot. Or if they are in your shot, they're adults and you can politely ask them to move. You know what I mean? And not risk having that thing where 
did you just tell my child to move? Oh, yeah. you want to go, bro? You want to go? We'll step outside tonight. I'm going to fist in your ass tonight. But, like, basically, I didn't want to do any of that. Yeah. So I was just waiting for people to move around. And so a lot of those were just, like, single-take jokes and a lot of things that, like, I cut because I didn't get to do another take. And it's just, when I was done with it, I'm, like, I'm never coming to an auto show where there isn't a dedicated press state. And I know that it's, like, the most first-world like BS that a person could possibly say of like, oh, woe is me. I have to, you know, go to an auto show with normal people. But, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. It's not conducive to producing content, I guess. And, or at least not efficiently, I suppose. Because there's a lot that I didn't get to see just because, well, I mean, I got there late, so that was kind of on me. But long story short is I did enjoy myself at the Philly Auto Show, and I hope to go again. It's just one of those things where I don't know that if I did go again that I would necessarily make a video about it. I just go to enjoy myself, you know? But, eh. Good answer. Mm. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, Sean Kirby? Uh Oh, yeah. Did you find uh, uh, questions? I know your phone took a dive there. Oh, yeah. Did you find uh, stuff uh, before O. Schmidt? Yes. I have to quick go back to my screenshots. And um, there was one uh, that was a $1 donation from Hamza with no questions. So okay, thank you for thank that. You so much. Followed by a $2 donation from Hamza with a Sloppy Mechanic Review Part D. Yes. Coming up next week. We have a sloppily built vehicle. That's a hint. <laughs> it's good. I gotta tell. I gotta tell Jalopnik about this one because this is one for. It's a video that already went. It's almost at a million of the initial build of this vehicle, and now we got to drive it. I can't say what it is because people like the surprise. Yeah. But it's it's good, and then. Uh, possibly next Wednesday, we're going to go out to, um, different Justin. Lowe's? No. Uh, oh, Matt, uh, Happel, uh, oh. one of his creations. Uh, and in, in fact, I can talk about it here. It's, it's the infinity with a four, eight. It's an infinity with a, it's, it's a G30. We did one of them, the infinity G something. 37 you know. X. Yeah. Yeah. I got a promotion at deck of battery and now I got <laughs> this, uh, but this guy has a, an infinity G 37 <clears throat> now has a four, eight LS with a 1.6 liter blower on it. Jeez. It makes 300 foot pounds of torque at idle. <laughs> <laughs> right he says it spins on and, and it has a Tremec six speed in it and it spins in fourth gear it's, it's, it's completely pointless um but that's the whole point that that's what happen does <laughs> um okay uh you have a one after um, that uh, did you do a kyle clements yet uh, i can't remember what it, was it was a five dollar one is so how is your spine after driving the evo for a week no i didn't answer that oh, one. Right, my spine is fine because it's been a week um, I, I, the, the Recaro seats are very good in that car. They hug you, they keep you still. I would need a lumbar pillow if I were to daily this thing, just something a little bit in the back to, to help you. Um, just because I'm pushing 40. Um, so that, that's what I would need. Uh, I think modern Recaros are a little bit better, but the race seats and they don't really, the thing I like about that Subaru does is it has the little lever there that pumps out the, uh, the lumbar, lumbar yeah. support. 
Yeah, these are more of a, like a effectively a dedicated race seat. Yeah, they're it definitely is, a bucket that isn't that is a uh, uh, reclinable. Yeah, but they're more they're more comfortable than I thought they would be. Yeah, me like too. when you yeah. look at them, you're like, that's a lot of bolster. Yeah, and that's not a lot of uh, not a lot of other considerations. No, then you drive them and you're like, these are good. This is more comfortable than I thought it would be. In the turns, they yeah. keep you in front of the yeah, wheel. Yeah, in the turns, you're happy about them. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, uh, we are we are not of the. Uh, of the 20 years anymore. So <laughs> when I was 19, I would have loved those seats. Oh, man. <laughs> That's my favorite childhood memory of, like, not having pain yeah. of, of, like, random You remember pains. that? I can't even. No. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Let me try. No, uh, I got it. Yeah. I, got it. Um, <laughs> I do have another question that I think is Justin-oriented, although it's not a super chat. It's, is it possible to put the MR2 engine inside a 97 Tercel? <laughs> uh, okay a 97 tercel is front engine front wheel drive while the caldina was front engine all-wheel drive mm -hmm. and your 3s gte uh, usdm one is mid-engine rear wheel drive yes but they're all transverse inline four the tercel guys have done this there's a couple of our customers down in puerto rico where mm -hmm. they have many varieties of craziness my kind of craziness and there is a guy with a fourth gen, a gen four three SGG in a Tercel. Uh, obviously, it's effectively undrivable because really? of torque steer and uh, traction. Okay. Uh, you know, the point of it was that it was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but it, it you know it works. Yeah. You just you're really just making mounts and then cutting some stuff off to put an intercooler in the front. You know, like gutting most of the front bumper area. Yeah. Uh, guys can leave the stock top mounts on and just throw a scoop on there. But yeah, I mean, yes, you can do it. Um, it has been done. I don't know how much work it took him, but we've done enough custom swaps with the uh, motors and cars are not supposed to be in um, to know that if you have fabrication skills and you could do a set of mounts and you know wiring guy, everything else is academic. Yeah, uh, it, it's time. That's like a lot. Most of the time goes into all the other stuff. Uh, but you, as long as you can physically put it in there. You're okay. The LS physically doesn't fit in the MR2 engine bay because it needs a transmission attached to it. Yeah. The motor fits in. Guys have dropped them in. They're like, hey, look, it fits. Why are you going to drive the wheels? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. It should just to prove that the engine fit. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there one, another one after that before? No, no. no. I've, I've got nothing. Oh, very good. Uh, Sean Kirby says, this is another prime question. Hey guys, love watching your videos, especially the Prime episodes, since I also film the cars. Yeah, Sean's done uh, uh, the, all of our uh, giveaway videos. Oh, yeah. hi Sean. Greetings. How's the Evo compared to other Prime cars? Okay. Um, the Evo will oh, only go in sixth gear if I romp and watch the boost gauge come up and then chop it off. I am a fan of the fluttering over top of a blow-off valve. I would rather have it flutter than a blow-off valve. No people, that's their Sega versus Nintendo argument as far as turbo <laughs> goes. <coughs> Sorry for coughing. Um, I would rather be in an SW20 than that Evo because the SW20, even yours, have more ground clearance than that thing does. And eh, I think some Close, of yours have been dropped. Yeah, I mean, like, our giveaway cars are mostly all body-catted with lips. Yeah. So, interestingly, because of the overhang, how far the SW20's nose sticks out, yeah. you would have a harder time 
with the FW20 oh, okay. with the same amount of ground clearance. Oh, okay. The thing with the Evo that throws you off is because at stock ride height, they will clear effectively anything because it's designed to be a real car. Yeah. Uh, but they just look a little goofy. And really, the reason we lower it, it's just so it looks better. Mm. And like around me, like, I mean, there's nothing I can't go in or over. Uh, but once you start having snow on the ground and you have some aggressive driveway angles, yeah. then it is a lowered car, mm. even though it's stock bumper or stock lift. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's funny that he that he asked you. Yeah. SW20 or Evo. It's like before I drove the Evo, I would have said they're so uncomparable that it, that that there's no you can't choose between them because mm -hmm. the whole point of them is the exact opposite. Having driven the Evo so much so much now, yeah, they're actually more similar than I thought they would be. Mm. Meaning the Evo is so much better to drive than I thought it was going to be, even though they are legendary for being amazing drivers. Cars. Right. Uh, I really didn't expect it to be so fun. It is I expected fun. it to be an all-wheel drive car. I can you can drive the Evo all day and not go into positive manifold pressure if you take yourself uh, if if you calm yourself with a fourth gen. Yeah, you can't do it. You can't. You can't, can't say boost. <laughs> you, you can't say It's going to boost immediately. Yeah, which is why I like it better. <clears throat> um, Iced Ink says. Car chase scenes in books are boring. Change my mind. Gladly. Uh, Theodore Dreiser, The American Tragedy. There is a car chase in that book that works. Um, because they, Theodore Dreiser is in fact talking about manual spark advance. Um, <laughs> in this very, very wordy book from around the turn of the century, the car chase takes... Uh, um, they don't say whether it's Prohibition era, but... Given that the police were on motorcycles and they were coming from what might have been a speakeasy, the police would have been on motorcycles made by Pope, I think, which was a motorcycle mm, manufacturer. Yeah. Um, and they were in some sort of maybe Packard, I don't know what, four-seater. And there was a crash and it happened in the snow. It takes place in St. Louis. That was a car chase that works in print. Currently reading Jack, uh, he's currently reading Jack Reacher book, Bad Luck and Trouble. Wait, let me read this for him. Currently reading by Jack Reacher book, Bad Luck and Trouble, and half the book seems to be Lee Childs ranting about the Honda Prelude. Yeah, Jack Reacher is one of those, you know, American James Bond-esque characters uh, that was created by an author whose name I can't remember at the moment, but he's played in the movies by Tom Cruise and everyone had a shit fit because Tom Cruise is too short to play Jack Reacher. But apparently people like the movies somewhat considering that, you know, Tom Cruise, okay, maybe he's crazy, but the man makes good movies. Yeah. Yeah, his movies are eminently watchable, and I know we've been through this topic before. But I know. You go watch Tom Cruise movie, your popcorn bucket's going to be empty at the end. Yeah, exactly. You're going to get good action. You're going to get some crazy stunts because Tom is determined to die on film. <laughs> and, you 100%. know, yeah. I do all my own stunts. Yeah, it's, it's like his kids won't get his pension unless he dies on camera it's like it's just, I don't that's a condition but, of his will yeah. yeah i'm gonna add some honey to this because this will probably help my cough oh go for it yeah in the event you run out of this question that's the next one well i actually have a question on here for uh justin um which is what is your oh it's from logan mcleod it is what is your honest opinion on rhd sw20s 
right hand drive. Yeah. Uh, is it worth getting one of those versus a high mileage domestic model for a clean, relatively low mileage imported one? What would, what do you think they are worth? Uh, that's a that's an interesting question. So, is it worth it? Well, if you want a really low mileage MR2 for half the money the domestic one would cost you, um, and you're okay with it being right hand drive, they're a heck of a deal. Uh, that being said, just like any other car, the imported cars are, some of them are really nice, some of them are really not nice that are made to look nice. Yeah. Uh, so just like anything else, right? Like it's, it's still used car, it's still sold by a dealer. Uh, just because they're JDM imports doesn't mean there's some kind of, you know, enthusiasts. You know, they may be, but uh, I would say if you want the nicest car possible for the lowest dollar amount, uh, then the right-hand drive cars, even at their now a little bit higher prices, are way cheaper than the equivalent mileage and condition USDM car would be. Mm -hmm. However, uh, the likelihood of a right-hand drive car being repainted uh, is very high. Most of the ones we've seen have been, mm -hmm. uh, and most of them weren't that nice of a repaint. Um, How do you think that is? Because over there, it's a fifteen hundred dollar car. Oh, like wow. I mean, like literally, like the nicest right-hand drive, you know, MR2s on you know the really nice like importers websites are 13 or 14 grand like like forty thousand miles 93 turbo uh like red like black leather or like everything you would want and then they have the gt models which they just have you know the suede centers the power folding mirrors the power fogs uh, like all kinds of cool stuff uh on those cars that we never had here uh yeah. so like if you want something that's more interesting and is a better value uh in terms of pure dollars then a right-hand drive car makes sense, but you got to be careful which one you buy, because we've had a lot come in where guys bring them in. I call it the other PPI post-purchase inspection <laughs> uh, instead of a pre-purchase inspection, uh, and they, you know, like fifty percent of them, I we we go through the whole car, we give them a write-up, and they're like, if I'd known that it needed that much stuff, I wouldn't have bought it. Yeah, and a couple of them have given them back. Now yeah. that's because they thought it didn't need that stuff. It's twenty-five-year-old car. Yeah. Maybe, you know, there's a little bit more kind of awareness you know, of what a 25-year-old car is going to need, regardless of mileage. Yeah, you have um, to be kind of expecting there to be a yeah, catch. But most guys, way. I mean, look, like most JDM car guys, like you're spoiled with the fact that most JDM cars are heat, are hilariously reliable from the 90s. Mm -hmm. So, like, you just expect that it's not going to need anything. I bought a low-mileage car. It's going to be perfect. Just like when we were still swapping cars, people were like, well, they did an engine swap. The whole car's new. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, we did, like, several hundred parts out of thousands of parts that are still 27 years old. Uh, like, you know, that's, those need to be addressed at some point too. Yeah. Um, but mileage doesn't necessarily determine condition on the flip side. Uh, a low mileage car is more likely, you know, to be in good shape, yeah. but better value. If you're just talking dollars. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to know what you're looking at, yeah. which is difficult in pictures. Yeah. Like in pictures, you can't tell. I can make yeah. like these guys are masters of this. Like anyone selling cars, you can make, a five look like a 10 if you take the pictures right yeah it's not hard like i did that when i flipped motorcycles right right what i would do here's a nasty thing i made old tires look new by in photoshop desaturating the tire to make it look gray instead of brown villainous that's why no but that is, that is very crafty and if you are able to flip on profit or at least break even you know then you've done the right thing and lord knows people are probably enjoying those bikes to this very day 
Or yeah. maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> the only time <laughs> or not. The only time like one guy bought my bike for my asking price, or I go resettled for a price that I agreed for. But when he looked at it and said, Oh, this bike looked more colorful in person. I mean, I did really up the saturation to make that orange pop. Anyway, Firefan86. <coughs> excuse me. $2,900 MR2 on eBay right now. Like for buy it now price. Well, that's an Ooh. NA and it's ratty as hell. Yeah, I mean, MR2 is just like any other car. Go pick a car from the 80s or 90s and there's a $1,000 one and then there's a $30,000 one. Right, yeah. Maybe not all of them, there's $30,000. But 1000 to 20000 you could do in a, a many uh, 90s JDM cars. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you know, like there's horrible junk. There's perfectly good, and there's survivor show bars. Yeah. yeah, most of them fall between horrible junk and perfectly good. <laughs> yeah. There was a question in the live chat that I wanted to run by you guys. Of there was someone asking if the this is related to a giveaway, and if it is, how do we go about, uh, you know, entering for the giveaway? Yes. Yeah. So I'm guessing this is the platform. Um, yes. Yeah. So. Uh, um, my company, PrimeDriven.com, uh, we are an MR2 specialist that gave away eight MR2s over the last 18 months. We got requests for a different car, so we did the Evo 9 MR uh, for the ninth giveaway. So all you have to do to enter is go to our website, PrimeDriven.com. I don't know if there'll be a link in the description after the fact, um, but PrimeDriven.com, really easy to get to. Google us. Everything will come up us. Uh, and uh, just shop the store. Every dollar you spend is one automatic entry to win. Deadline to enter is March 3rd at 11.59 p.m. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And we give you five grand cash on top of the car. That way you can, you know, pay to <laughs> title it. Yeah, Very nice. Stuff. That's cool. And RCR viewers have one in the past, so you never know. Yeah, number five and number eight. Yeah. We're both RCR viewers. Very yeah. nice. Um, Workforce 520. Hey, man. See you in like two weeks or something. Oh, wait, no. I'm seeing you when I come back from New Zealand. There's uh, a fan who said, hey, let's hang out. He's in LA. I'm like, yeah, sure. Uh, <coughs> he's got 10,000 miles to go. I kind of want to go to the comedy store. Um, uh, hey, guys, stuck at work. Here's a few bucks. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thanks for the few bucks. Uh, Ruin, uh, Rupan, Rupan RX or Rupan Prescription. Not sure what. <laughs> Oh, my dad clicked. <laughs> Hang on, I can pick up where it was if I can find it. Oh, all right. Um, Rupin RX. Thoughts about Papat's Papo's garage putting K20 into a first-gen MR2. He's the crazy Civic guy. And thank you for $4.99 US. He's a little look for my thoughts on that? I suppose, yeah. Like yeah. I wasn't even aware of it. I'm so not in touch with the K market because we don't we don't know it and we don't do it. Um, I'll be. You'll have to answer the next ones because I lost them all here on my tablet. I'm also going to go Martini number two. You're welcome to any. You're not a gym guy. Not a gym guy. Okay. More of a rummy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I am going to make some of my own tea because I think the ginger is too acidic for my yeah. sore throat. I'm just going to make my own tea and also make myself another drink. I will be back. And I'm screenshotting all the super chat questions just in case, because you never know. But yeah, you don't really pay attention to the K scene at all. No, because I don't. I don't know anything about it. Like mm -hmm. I know K's are also motors. I know guys make a million horsepower out of them. 
uh, it's not really, it's not relevant to what, to what we do. Like knowing about the case doesn't help me provide better service to our customers. Yeah. Um, if it doesn't help be help us as a company provide better service to our customers, then we're really not interested. Yeah. And, and <laughs> in I, general, it's cool. It's interesting. It's fully custom. Most people are, are not aware of how much work goes into putting a K in MR2. Yeah. Uh, even though there are some plug and play parts, it's basically like the plug and play parts will get your motor in. And then you got to make everything work. Yeah. And in Mark One, uh, like guys have put them in all motor before. Okay, there's enough room to do that. But you want to slap on a turbocharger or something like that, which you obviously do. Um, then you're you're dealing with no room. The front firewall is really tight on a Mark One. It barely fits the Gen Four Three SUD in it. It's like right up against it. Uh, so you know, like and like a Mark One is a thirty plus year old car. Yeah. Believe me when I tell you, it cannot handle more than 250 horsepower <laughs> because we've done it, and it wasn't. It was. It was very entertaining. It wasn't good or useful. Oh, I can believe that. Uh, so it went beyond what our criteria was for, uh, you know, quick and works. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I mean, guys do all kinds of crazy stuff. Like find somebody with a bunch of skill and a bunch of time, and you know, the sky's the limit. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's. You got enough time. You got enough money, or one of or one of them. You could do anything. Well, I mean, like the, the mechanics we know, they all have their areas of specialization. Mm -hmm. Vincent's garage, you know, he's got got a lot of Ford stuff in there. But it's not the same as, say, a doctor having to, you know, get their license updated in some respects to account for new changes in medicine. Normally, within your area of specialization, and please correct me if I'm wrong, if it doesn't benefit your immediate area of specialization it doesn't actually benefit you to know it necessarily. Like it might not hurt, but it's not going to do anything for the expansion or proliferation of your business. Yes. hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I have the luxury of being pretty, you know, deep down into one specialization and not really having to worry about the other stuff. Um, because you know, that's what we do and that's what we're known for. Yeah. But ultimately, I can't bring more value to our customers by learning about K stuff yeah. because the amount I would have to learn and then we would have to physically do to learn. Cause we don't, we don't do anything that we haven't, we don't sell almost anything that we haven't ever personally installed on a car. Yeah. Uh, like we, we sell what we know. We give tech support on what we know. Like, I don't know. I can't tell you how to make 700 wheel horsepower in MR2. I can tell you the parts you would need, but I can't tell you how to do it. Like I can't tell you, exactly you know what you want to do for xyz yeah. um but i can tell you how to build an awesome you know 250 to 350 wheel mr2 that will work every time uh and will be 90 percent as fast in the real world at regular speeds hmm. uh you know like you can't use 700 horsepower in mr2 anywhere but the highway in fourth gear yeah, yeah. period unless you're on a drag strip on slicks yeah <laughs> like you just can't it doesn't work like at 350 wheel, the MR2 is right on the ragged edge. Yeah. Of like on street tires, on just your basic coilover, you know, like of being like still fun and usable and not scary and, and dangerous. Yeah, not grenading everything in there. Yeah, you like know, just... you go above 350 wheel, you're playing with fire mm -hmm. on a 3SGTE unopened. Mm -hmm. Obviously, K guys can go five, 600 wheel, you know, unopened. Just slap a turbo on there, throw some fuel on ECU. Like, yeah, because the heads flow amazing. They have no knock, they have no detonation. Oh, like, really? Yeah, I mean, that's one of the reasons they get away. With, that's why the Evo can get away with so much boost on pump. Ah. And MR2 is knocking at 18 pounds because 
the Evo's head is way more efficient than the three SGTEs is. Even so it can run gen? more. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, and the fourth gen being the most efficient, uh-huh. uh, it's still Evo's way way more. And um, but I mean, it was you know, <laughs> it was built. The Evo was done ten years after the Caldina. Oh, okay. Uh, but twenty five years after you know the three yeah. SGTE originally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you know, it's not not a obviously not a, a fair comparison. Right. But the K series same thing. The K series was a was a two thousand engine. Yeah. Like, and Honda built their entire reputation and brand on all motor power. In order to yeah. do that, you got to have a head that flows. Yeah. Bonus, you throw a turbo on top of that, now you got lots of power. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, the K stuff, K stuff is cool. Like if I was just an enthusiast and it wasn't a business where we only have a limited amount of time and energy and money to put to put into things that are going to help or not help our customers. Yeah. I it's just, you know, I don't have I don't have a few money. Yeah. Know? And time. It's really just a time. Like I can't tech support a K. I can't. Yeah. I'll you're, send them to someone who can. Yeah. You're not going to see the return on your investment in the time spent educating yourself about. No. And the customer's not going to see it. Yeah. Like I'm just not going to be effective because I, I don't, I don't care about it. Yeah. But it's yeah. cool. I think it's cool. Yeah. I, I, I've still never driven a turbo K MR2. I'm sure that's a lot of fun, but it's not something that I'm, I'm interested in doing due to the, the payoff for the customer on the back end. Like there's just nothing I can do for them that hasn't already been done by somebody else better, mm-hmm. which is half of why we invented swaps or, you know, did manufactured parts or, or the various things, the giveaways. Like we had customers asking us to giveaways for two or three years before we did the first one. And the problem at that point was we didn't have an e-commerce website that worked well enough to do it. Mm-hmm. The infrastructure wasn't there and we weren't shipping a lot of parts at that point. So we didn't have the infrastructure internally to be able to like, you know, fulfill orders from all over the place, yeah. uh, you know, on a regular basis. Like we were building cars and then shipping parts out at lunchtime yeah. uh, for years. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, once we went to not building cars anymore, unless it was a giveaway car and just shipping parts, yeah. now we can handle it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's still a ton of work. Nonstop emails about, you know, an order or change something, uh-huh. you know, or, oh, I forgot to add this. Uh, so, yeah. you know, yeah. it's, it's very time intensive. It's very rewarding when you get more than not, we get thank yous from people, mm-hmm. uh, more than not, they're asking us a question they've asked on the internet, other places and mm-hmm. haven't gotten an answer period. So just say, thank, I'm always amazed people thank us for just replying. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm yeah. like, uh, what would be the alternative? Not replying. Yeah. But, was, but I get, I mean, if you're a big company, I guess that, that is, yeah. that is yeah. an alternative, you know, but you think they would just, you just hire some people reply to Facebook messages and emails like yeah it's not that hard yeah. <laughs> well I had to turn off messages on the Facebook group because I run the Facebook page for regular car reviews because um, people thought that's how you got on the show and oh. I got <laughs> and I got I was spending like three hours a day yeah. just saying no this isn't how you or well thank you for your interest this is how you control get to, V yeah control, it was v, control v, v just going yeah. down for like you know, 70 messages or some crazy number. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, after that, I just closed the thing and then like put a little note that said, you know, for all inquiries, whatever, here's the email address. But yeah. yeah. And even I have in one of my bookmarks, the video that explains how to format your email. So I will read it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and even like, I've seen some interesting cars and I looked at it, and it wasn't formatted correctly. And in my head, I'm like, sorry, man, I'm deleting it because it's just going to go away. Because the way we choose cars is one of two things happens. Once, it's local. So I will type in 
and don't do this because you're going to be a dick if you do. I type in Lehigh Valley, <laughs> Allentown, Reading, Lancaster, Harrisburg, all these areas around PA who could come to where we are. Um, or if we're going to be in Pittsburgh, I type in Pittsburgh, Indiana, Pennsylvania. Or in the case of uh, when we went to New Zealand, it, it helps if you put the country. We're, the Honestly, the most important thing is the fucking city. <laughs> or the biggest city near, because if you're in West Baalick, we're never coming there. We're coming to the place that has an airport. I've been so, to West Baalick. <laughs> it's right next to Casper, Wyoming. <laughs> Again, I got quite oh, no, that is West Baalick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, no, the, and the big thing is, and one thing that people even will ask me on my personal social media is, I sent Brian a message and he hasn't responded to me. And I'm like, well, unless he's doing your car, he's not going to, because otherwise yeah. his entire day would be consumed yeah, with thank you for do. your offer, but I can't. And also, but here's the other big reason that you probably haven't heard back is that sometimes we will travel somewhere, a car will fall through, we'll type in the area that we are at that moment. And hopefully, you know, we'll have a list yeah. of cars pop up. And that email might have been sent two years ago, but we'll respond and say, hey, by any chance, do you still you have, have it? Are you available tomorrow? Yeah. That's how that one video of the uh, Buick uh, Park Avenue that we're racing around the racetrack. That's how that happened? There was a day before we're at a bar. I'm like, we need a car now. And this yeah. guy was in the same town where the bar was. He called me. It's like, yeah, I got a final tomorrow. but. I'll be back the second I'm done with the test. <laughs> the test came to the racetrack. It's like, it's like, this is the craziest day. I was just taking such and such final. And now I'm out on a racetrack with this car I bought for my grandma. <laughs> so that was a great day. So yeah, it, like if you don't hear back, doesn't mean you'll never hear back. It's just, you know, we prioritize local. And also, you know, it's... It's a Pennsylvania show. It's a Pennsylvania show. And also, you know, there's only so many hours in a day and you can't spend hours right. getting back to everybody. So. Well, and if I could offer something from, from, from my viewpoint of <clears throat> I spend all day, every day, except for Sunday, which is only a little bit of the day, replying to emails and Facebook messages yeah. just for my little MR2 company that runs, you know, Facebook ads and Google ads and YouTube ads. But like yeah. you guys have over 600,000 subscribers on YouTube. You have to spend most of your time making, making physically making the content and then editing. Yeah. yeah. And that's, I never understood. I never appreciated how much time that took. It's wildly time consumed. Yeah. Uh, and then coming up with stuff, creative stuff at the same time. So basically right. you have to write, direct, star in, produce, uh, and, and then deliver and then distribute, uh, a show, an entire yeah. show. Yeah. And I, I think, Having done the giveaway videos and the amount of time and energy that goes into a 60 second video, <laughs> video, yeah. I'm like, yeah. when do they even sleep? <laughs> Forget about doing emails. I sit there and only do effectively emails and Facebook Messenger and Instagram. Yeah. And it's all day, every day. And I'm, I'm who am I? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think we're fortunate to kind of have. We're fortunate that there are two people. Yeah. Because These I don't. guys who do it, there's a reason Demuro. And God love him. I love him. Uh, uh, makes long videos because he doesn't have time to edit. He's one guy filming everything on a camera on a tripod. Yeah. For him to actually set up shots, do rolling shots, this stuff. 
some people harp on him that his videos are all the same. Dude, it's tough to make a video. That's that's why the video for that we're talking about that's going to come out about the um, uh, Evo 9 was made completely VO. Because in order to actually stage shots would have taken days. And But I played to my strengths, which is a bit of improv, <laughs> a bit of dirty humor. And... Uh, and satisfying a particular character, which I said would never return, <laughs> but is returning in spirit. He's he's the, he's the Malik yeah, version yeah. of Malik, this yeah. coming back. Yeah, that he's there, you know, just in. Uh, he's not. He's not back, but he's the next best thing. Yeah, he's there. The, like like the almost Slovinsky. Yeah. You never uh, know the full. Well, Slovinsky. it's going straight on the glass because I don't have a thing. But yeah, glass, a thing. whatever. Um, actually, wait. I, actually, I, we have a whole bunch of super chat questions oh, before we have to get to Aaron R. Abro. I have the next one. If you don't have it, the one after um, the I lost everything up until Aaron R. Abro because I dad clicked. All right. So where is that? Um, is that the most recent um, one that I have on my tablet? All right. So this one is from. Let me just pull it up because uh, George Bull McLean again, five pounds. Uh, thank you so much. Or yeah, five pounds. Five pounds. Yeah, uh, two thousand six Mini Cooper convertible official car of. Official uh, Cooper, you can't. I bought this car for five thousand dollars. What a deal! Uh oh, what's that noise? <laughs> Check engine light, electrical problems. But I thought minis were good cars. Yeah, they're good. They're good leased cars. Yeah. True story. I love minis. Minis are freaking great. They're great to lease. Like the John Cooper Works Mini is probably the one to have. Yeah. But gosh darn it, BMW. Because you're, you're buying a BMW. And they have a, a lot budget of... budget BMW. Yeah. <laughs> a budget version of a budget version. Yeah, I leased a, a Mini back in the day. Oh, did you? Uh, yeah, I had it for six months and then I got bored with it. Because <laughs> uh, I had MR2 turbos already at that point, so the, the Mini, well, great and a phenomenal chassis. Yeah, it's great. really like shockingly good. Like the autocross, they were yeah hilariously always looping. Yeah, they were always spinning. It's like <laughs> how are you spinning a front wheel drive car? And I drove one. I was like, oh. <laughs> um, but the but um, my business partner Brian had a Cooper S supercharged. Uh -huh. I think it was a yeah oh five or six before mm -hmm. they went turbo, and it was really nice. Blue, well taken care of. Like yeah. you know, like we know what we're doing when we're buying cars. He knows even more when it comes to those kinds of cars. Uh, and I mean, it wasn't. He didn't have for a week before you know, like the whole front end came off, yeah. and you know, like timing chain guides are done, and you know, like uh, I mean, like there was like a known like you know clutch issue or whatever. So that was already happening. But it, he sold it because even yeah. for him with our shop at our at his disposal yeah that's just not an efficient use of time no yeah, and no. if you were paying a bmw mechanic to work oh, on you would be better off buying an aston martin yeah <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing bmw emphasizes the driving experience and they had their whole ad campaign about that but you can't build that to a budget mm -hmm. toyota can build a cheap budget fun car to drive at the expense of some rattles and things in that but in the middle of a corner you don't care about all that well bmw does care about that 
But by doing that, they cut corners in other places, and that's gosh darn it is longevity. Mm. And shout out to the uh, YouTube channel Adler the Eagle. I know that guy daily is a Mini Cooper. It's not a JCW. It's it's not it's not a Cooper Works, but it's just a regular one. But it still is a turbo. My advice to him is: the second you pay that car off, drive it like you stole it, and the second you have a big you have a big repair bill, put it up on Craigslist. <laughs> You're done with that Mini. The guy lives in the guy lives in Illinois. Uh, uh, Muncie, Indiana, tons of snow. Uh, he 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 loves the mini, and why wouldn't you? It's 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 a fun car, and it for whatever reason, I don't think they. Uh, some people are gonna be pissed about this. I don't think they ride all that great. No, the S is like horrible. Yeah, that's how they get the handling. It's <laughs> because because it's not a real BMW. BM, the Germans, particularly BMW and Porsche, are the are the only ones. Brian and I talk about this all the time mm. with with Japanese Brian. Name, sure, my Brian. Yeah, um, yeah, I was about to qualify. <laughs> the Germans are Porsche and BMW specifically are the only ones that have been able to do since the seventies ride quality and handling. Yeah, the Japanese have to pick one. Yeah. To this day, I mean, I don't know. I haven't driven a brand, brand new like F series or anything, but, uh, but you had to pick one. Yeah. With it, with an MR2, right? Like it's an old car. It's a small car. It's a light car. Like it's going to be bouncy if you want it to be really crazy in the corners. Yeah. The BC coilovers are great compromise. It's pretty good ride quality for mm -hmm. way better handling. But if you want it to be mushy, it's not going to handle that great. Which is why from the factory. They had all the bad reputation stuff of their snap overshare and whatnot. Yeah. They had 14 inch tires, 60 and 60 profile, <laughs> and a, a four by four spring. That was low profile for the day. Yeah. yeah. And, and it was, but like it, it, every time I get into one of those, like bone stock, I'm like, this is undrivable at speed. <laughs> like it, they weren't lying. It was terrible at speed. If you're a phenomenally good driver, it would have been entertaining. Tiff Nadell loved them. Yes. And when they came out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's a race car driver. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you put, like, Eric and Senna helped, you know, engi not engineer, but, um, you know, set up the handling characteristics of the NSX. Yeah. The NSX is even more oversteering than the MR2. It just doesn't yeah. have any torque. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Actually, I was going to do one, a little bit of this. Oh, 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 oh. oh, oh. oh audio and engineering in the middle of it. <laughs> one thing I, yeah, everything. I, I've been binge watching old Queen videos. One thing they did nice in, uh, when they were doing the Live Aid bit in Bohemian Rhapsody, is that in the real one, Freddie Mercury adjusts the audio of the piano, like the <laughs> mic in the piano, and they did it at the exact same time. Like that little bit, that little, uh, pick the dial was no, good. That was yeah. fantastic. And hey, by any chance, did you see a movie, The Ballad of Buster Scruggs? No, I didn't. It, oh, it's fantastic. It's on Netflix. It's an anthology movie of just short stories set in either the old west or the american frontier it's by the coen brothers oh and they they're just they're really well done tom waits is an old prospector like it's a fantastic nice. movie and yeah it's some very haunting stories some very moving stories but highest recommendation i don't know that just popped into my head because uh you know talking about movies and stuff but um are we good for the next uh super yeah, chat, next question? Super chat yeah. all right the next one oh and thank you george bull mclean for the question um, Larimer Films uh, offered $9.99 uh, so thank you for that need, yeah, thank you. need used car advice for single mother friend 3,000-ish budget automatic, safe for her two-year-old reliable commuter and cheap to maintain 
Besides Toyota Corolla, oh, maybe a PT it. Cruiser. God, no. no. Not the PT Loser. Or what else? And that's the question. Also, my phone is at 69%. Nice. <laughs> What's their budget again? Three grand. Uh, three grand, three grand. Yeah. And they said three grand ish. Which so, means less than three grand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, you're not getting a, a, a vaguely modern Civic for no. that kind of money. You're getting a Corolla. What else, though? She doesn't want a Corolla. Uh, she needs something that's slightly larger. You if may you get, get three, three grand. Do you really get to decide what you don't want? Right. You, you may be, be getting yourself say. into a RAV4. You're getting yourself into a real shitbox Subaru for three grand. Yeah. Um, most most good Subarus start at four or five. Nicer ones at six. They hold their value. Uh, does Hyundai still makes still make wagons? Wagons? Yeah. Mm, because if you're buying a so. Hyundai wagon, you might as well just get a Toyota again. Well, yeah, because the Toyota is decidedly better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Hyundai's are way better than they used to be. But. You may be able to, okay, I don't recommend this, but I'm going off of this by what normally picks me up in a lift. <laughs> the largest four wheel, the largest sort of midsize slash <clears throat> low end of full size cars is a Nissan Altima. Yes. Nissan has shitbox transmissions. Justin, different Justin Kramer, different Justin. Justin Kramer hates their transmissions. The second that transmission goes, gets get rid of the car. They he, also rust like a mother. Really? Nissan's almost brand new. Like, really? Oh man, one of our old mechanics, he was a Nissan Master Tech. Yeah. And he used to tell us about it. And I was like, how could a three year old car like have significant rust? He brought one in one time, like a friend's car. Yeah. It looked like a a 20-year-old MR2 Ew. in the Northeast. Ew. It's because, like, like Nissan is effectively, like, I always say, Nissan is what, hap what would happen if America tried to build a Toyota. Uh, They're like, uh, this metal's good enough. <laughs> uh, that coating's good enough. Uh, just put it together. Put it out the door. We're going to make money on it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's that, to know that, you can, that, you, that you're saying anything but a Corolla Tells you everything you need to know before you ask the question. Man. It is a Corolla. Kia Soul. You have a kid? <laughs> yeah, Kia Soul. Kia Soul. That's style. That is style. That's that's my. If you're not going to get a Corolla, which you should, yes, for three grand, that's the best car you can get. Well, I mean, but also like, why like not, not a Corolla? It's the same argument every single time when I tell people Corolla is like that's a boring car. You want a boring car? You want a f N car? Like, hey, my phone's ringing. I knew this would happen. Someone was going to... Hold on. Let me put it on. Uh, to, to accept, press one. I told this guy I would answer this thing on... Uh, hello? <laughs> oh, hello. Can I put you on speakerphone? Wait a minute. I have to put you on speakerphone. Uh-oh, I think I dad-clicked. I'm di there's this one podcast called Fitz Dog Radio, and um, this guy has a policy of he uh, if he gets a phone call on air, it, it's it's Greg Fitzsimmons, a comedian. If he gets a phone call on air, like while he's recording, he always puts it on speakerphone and always goes in the podcast. <laughs> um, I'm trying to get you on speaker on my iPhone. Are you still there? Oh, thank you so much for doing this. Um, for those of you listening, yes, we are on air right now. Um, for those of you who are listening, um, there is a 
um, some guys in Australia who wanted to interview me. And because of the time difference and their schedule, they had to do it now. <laughs> so, you know, it's like early in the morning for them, but it's almost night for us. Yeah. We have a so, bunch of customers over there and tech support with them is always a, a ping pong game of 24, like 12, 24 hours. Okay. So we're on. Oh, what the hell? I took the wrong. Okay. Australia, this is Canada. I'm sorry, the accent threw me. There's some other guy. Wait, are we the same guy? Is this? Uh, bring me back to baseline because I forget who I'm talking to. I'm dreadfully sorry. Okay, Throttle House. Now I'm back on schedule. Thank you. Hi, how you doing? <laughs> uh, people are asking when I'm coming back to Australia, and the answer is um, sometime. Uh, I, I don't know when. Anyway. <laughs> I, I, I guess I'll learn to adapt. Um, my one friend, Juliet Johnson from uh, uh, Carterton, New Zealand said, oh, we're going to a big party in the Gold Coast. You should come when you visit. And I'm like, isn't that a bit touristy? And she's like, yeah, don't worry about it. I, I would like to add to your $3,000 conversation if that's possible. Mm. Oh, please do. So we just bought... It's a good thing, but a, a mother, is it a single, was it a single mother? Single mother. Yeah, single, single mother. mother. You're Zero. asking her to put 93, to put premium gas into a daily. Yeah. Yeah. We wouldn't want to thrust that responsibility on her. <laughs> but also, it's what's... That's true. That's why I, that's why I do sometimes go to a single mother, being a single mother because of my, my saturated frame. I, I still find myself in the same boat. Yeah. Nice. Well, um... If the performance means that much to you, I don't know. I, I could get on a soapbox about the different differentiation between the Gen Four and the uh, uh, the EJ Twenty, and why the Gen Four is better than the EJ Twenty. True story. Yeah, but <laughs> excuse me. Sorry, my cough. Um, let's get let's get to your call, um, and um, we're setting up an interview. Yeah. Yeah. So. Super video? <laughs> yeah. 
Um, can you send me a low-res version of a rough cut of what you have now? Okay, good enough. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be great. And I can come up, I can come up with some VO for that. If you want to give me any beats or any uh, topics or specific words you want me to hit, uh, put that in, and I'll work it into the uh, narrative. Okay, I will do that. But it's gonna be it's gonna be Disney level. So uh, the hot have to take a vacation. We're family friendly. Oh. <laughs> so lukewarm dicks? <laughs> Room temperature dicks. Um how much innuendo can I speak? We can we can discuss that. We can give it a go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Because you know, I, I, I can say very clean words, but when I add the gravelly voice, <laughs> the entire meaning gets smeared on the top of it. Oh, that's the beauty. That's the beauty. I would, I would expect nothing less. Today's episode is sponsored by the letter I <laughs> and the number nine. <laughs> like that. I was circumcised sideways. <laughs> <laughs> Is he only slightly pale <laughs> and slightly erect? <laughs> okay, thank you so much. Thanks for calling me. Alright, have a good night, guys. Right, thank you very much. Cheers. Oh, apparently, um, one of the, uh, I think one of the super chats we mixed, missed or way early yeah. was uh, my girlfriend who gave us $10 to go to Sheets. Oh, <laughs> I know I saw that one. Didn't I? I saw it and then it was gone. All right. Yeah. Um, I should still have it. So it was probably just. That was it. That was the whole thing. Ish it was it. here's for Sheets later. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, uh, I took uh, one from the regular chat. Real quick, that was well. Thank you to Justin's girlfriend for the generous sheets money. Um, and now for something completely different. Uh, sidekick streams. What's the best car to accidentally defecate yourself in? What? <laughs> like I don't know if they're. Well, I mean, obviously they can't possibly be being serious. But I would or, think. But you or have they seen the other guys? You know yeah. what? If you're gonna <laughs> shit yourself in a car, buy yourself a hearse. That way you have an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> Human body lets loose the bowels when it dies. Evacuate. By a sheet. By a used hearse. Yeah, it smells like shit. That's what happens to old people. <laughs> or an ambulance. Yeah, you know, see. when we were on the lemons rally, well, Nick wasn't there for this, but um, I wouldn't ask you to go for that. You know, the lemons rally, and this is a Joe Rogan quote who's quoting somebody else. Some things are fun when you're doing it, and some things are fun when you're done. The lemons rally is a lot fun. It's, very, it's a ton of fun when you're done. Um, six days in a Yugo, man. Yeah, it's kind of the George R. R. Martin quote that I always come back to. Of I don't like writing; I like having written. Mm. And uh, but except I do enjoy writing. But it's more fulfilling to kind of have it to, to be looking at it in retrospect. 
Like when we're done writing at the cafe, I kind of look at everything and it's like, I'm surveying a kingdom of things that didn't exist like an hour ago. Yeah. You know, it just thoughts and everything, but it's not that, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Right. Writing days are my favorite part of the week. Yeah. That's fantastic. what I like the best. Um, um, oh, uh, I was going to do the next super chat. Yeah. All right. Quinn Dickinson, $5. Hey, hey Quinn. Quinn. Uh, Quinn's I, a guy with the fire truck that we did. Yeah. Ah, that um, was recent. Yeah. I wish I could come up for a podcast. Looks like fun. Also, any plans for an RCR meet in PA this year? I was talking to my friend Dieter about this because he uh, was uh, talking about – because he was going to be in PA because he's doing the other rally that's in Pittsburgh. And I forget – Is he doing the fo- – is he doing a four bangers banger? Yeah, I think he is. Motherfucker. <laughs> Dude. Did I tell you about that? That's the that's the next yeah. Lemons rally, the four bangers banger. Four bangers banger, as in banger PA. Yeah, <laughs> it, it it starts in Banger, Michigan. Goes uh, to goes over the top of the Great Lakes through Canada to Banger, Maine. To, I think there's a banger somewhere in New England, and then Banger PA, and then back to Michigan. Ooh. Oh, what time of year are they doing this? I don't know. I, Better not be now. June. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe they get it right. I think it's June. in spring. That, yeah. that sounds that's that's terrible. the that's the longest <laughs> one they've ever did. Yeah, probably oh, entertaining. God. Like one one, I looked at the mileage for each day, and one day, one day is 520, 520 miles. Oh, that's, that's yeah. The, the look in your eyes and the brows is like. Who wants to? You gotta have a massive like yeah. Eric Root and them are devilish. I think I don't know if they'll do another rally like that just to say they're doing it. <laughs> yeah, do yeah another I mean, rally like that again. Five hundred in a day, but every day? No, or, not every day. Most days are three three forty, which is still a long day, but yeah. doable. Yeah. yeah, Jesus, that's crazy. But as far as meets go, I mean, maybe something this year. I was hoping something maybe in the summer, like but like yeah. early summer, so that we don't. Because we're going to do a meet in Toronto. Yeah, that's so, in August. So we could do early summer. Like, I'll look when the schools are getting out and then have one then. Yeah, that'd be something. Um, now on to the... Oh, and thank you for uh, the question, Quinn. Always good to see you pop up. Uh, next up is from Vermin Supreme, $5. Uh, love the content, guys. Just dropping some unsolicited advice to watch a show, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, if you haven't already. That's a funny show. Yeah, I, I mean, I've never... Well, I mean, I have seen it before, but I haven't like watched it with any sense of regularity. I know there was a huge uproar when Fox canceled it, but it was just a lateral move to NBC because NBC actually makes <laughs> uh, like Fox was basically canceling something that they bought, but that they don't get the syndication money for because they didn't produce it like NBC did. Mm. So it's like this weird rights issue thing. So now NBC is back kind of where it belongs under the umbrella of similar workplace comedies like The Office and Parks and Rec, which, you know, obviously they're not on the air anymore, but that's not the point. It's just one of those things. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, uh, oh, well, thank you for the uh, recommendation, Vernon Supreme. Uh, best of luck on your next run for the presidency. Uh, yeah. P. Melling, two two nine three dollar ninety nine. Thank you. Uh, have you guys been offered an MGB to review? There's been a few. Most of them are very far out of the way. Yeah. When we were, when I was at along with Justin Lowe's, who owned the uh, uh, the 
you go when we were, we got to go into the uh, basement of the Lane Auto Museum in Nashville. And they had like a 10,000 mile MGGT uh, fastback. That was sexy. It's, it's, it's really the poor man's uh, E-type was the MGGT. Uh, um, they made some versions with some weird Grover V8. I don't know if it's the yeah. Buick base ones. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. This one had the four-cylinder. Uh, I've done a few M uh, MGBs. I learned to drive stick on a 1975 MGB. I'd like to do one. Uh, MGBs only really come out in the summertime around here. Uh, I, I want to do one, um, but none too many around in Eastern PA. MGs are the old school Miatas mm -hmm. and are often owned by older people. People who want that style of car and are who are who of and who of are <laughs> and who are of or <laughs> And who of, God damn it, and who are of our age, oh, wow. there we oh, go. That's, that's Twister, yeah. Just buy a Miata. Uh, yeah, you won't um, have to work on it every five seconds. Right. Oh, I better go out and tinker with the MG again. Yeah. Um, so they're, they are owned by older people who typically don't like dick jokes. So, <laughs> or who just want to spend their entire time, and they may make a Austin Powers reference but that's as far as they'll go, as far as comedy. So MGB, surprisingly, a little bit of slim pickings, but there are some in my email. Mm -hmm. uh, and we will do one at some point. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you for the donation. Um, George Bull McLean, once again, two pounds. Thank you very much. <clears throat> CNN, where did you go? Most trusted name in chat. Oh, I remember that poster. The yeah. CNN, most trusted name in news yeah. poster. Uh, uh, but, I, I mean, I guess... We don't really get many gimmick posters, really. That was a fun day. That was a yeah. profitable day yeah. for people just super chatting, saying, CNN, your most trusted name in news. Because yeah. I think the first time that I came up, the CNN, the CNN they were. was posting. Yeah. And I was like, why is CNN posting on this right yeah. now? <laughs> why are they donating a dollar? Yeah, like, why are they doing this? I'm not complaining. That was funny. I don't want you to jump in. There was a oh, bunch of guys it. that went through that were asking about the giveaway. I think they weren't. I think they weren't oh, sure about the, what like, the time the frame was on. Yeah. Yeah. Please. So the giveaway, uh, so Wing King 76 um, is one of them. Uh, the giveaway is not over. Uh, the giveaway goes until March 3rd uh, at 11.59 p.m. Uh, it's not being given away here. We've just uh, we've just had the car. Um, we've lent the car to, uh, to Brian, uh, to RCR, as the first uh, press car. Uh, for him to do a little, uh, you know, what's it like to live with, uh, you know, an Evo 9. Um, so yeah. that video will be coming out soon and uh, will be very entertaining. Yes, it is an upcoming video. It's not the video that came out last week of Brian kind of showing the, like, hey, we got a press car. Uh, it's uh, like an actual video video. Yeah, yeah. And we both saw the cut and, like, we both really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> and, and so <laughs> it's one of those things where, I mean, I think you know if you wanted something that's closer to kind of season one season two rcr that's more or less what you're going to get but uh for now you know you don't and you don't have to be local to win the no yeah concert. so that's another question like am i where am i eligible yeah because we get a lot of guys asking from like europe and asia 
Uh, and you're eligible if you're over 18 and you're a resident of the U.S. or Canada, except for Quebec because they have silly rules about your voice. Hmm. Um, but the you just go to our, go to our website, brungerman.com. Uh, everything is on there. All of our merch is on there. You buy whatever you want. Uh, details are on there. Uh, and so if you forget that uh, we talked about the March 3rd being the deadline here on the podcast, uh, you can reference the website anytime. Shoot us an email. Shoot us a Facebook message. Whatever you want. Yeah. Hopefully that answers your questions. And hopefully you uh, enter to possibly win this Evo 9. Mm -hmm. Have the third RCR. Uh, yeah. Winner. People yeah. are going to start talking. <laughs> um, the next one is Mayra, $9.99, money for sheets later. Uh, hey, so we just hadn't gotten to that's it. Funny, that's funny. So there we go. Very nice. And thank you so much for the sheets. Uh, because, you know, burritos. Uh, Fiero Fan 86, $1.99. Thank you so much. Fiero, because Murica. Yeah. And that's it. And that's, that's it. The only reason. <laughs> yeah. I'm not um, talking about the We're GM. Let's throw a car together and realize we're competing against ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> and now we are all caught up. Back to Aaron, Aaron R. R. Abril. Thank you so much, Nick, for oh, absolutely. us. Just adopted. Uh, thank you, Aaron R. Uh, oh, I see what you did there. $6.90. Nice. <laughs> Just adopted another car. A 2006 Lexus GS300 all-wheel drive with a dead motor. How bad will I want to shoot myself if I do the motor myself versus pay someone? Um, you want to do the motor yourself. My suggestion is to buy another engine that already runs and put it in there. <laughs> do you agree? 100% in agreement. Yeah. yeah. Buying or building motors that have never run before is not for the meek yeah. or cost or time or frustration conscious. Exactly. Yeah. For crying out loud, that's what I wish I would have done with my friggin' head unit. I could just mm. did, did what you recommended and just get one of those. Pay for crutch field. Yeah, crutch field areas. Yeah. I mean, that, that was the part of the impetus behind the Gen 4 and the MR2s in the beginning was one, something more modern and reliable, but two, it made significantly more power than the old motor. Yeah. And it was a factory assembled motor. Yeah. So it'll work. <laughs> Your guys ask me all the time, like, should I do a rebuild on my Gen 2 or a build on it or do a Gen 4? I said, do you want it to start in the morning? <laughs> yes, I'd like to start in the morning. Then you put Gen 4. Yeah. yeah. They're like, well, do I need to rebuild that before it goes in? No. no. Toyota didn't build an engine to go 50,000 miles and I'd be like, whoop. We need to rebuild. Yeah. It's not a flat six air cooled 911 engine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, it was that. That's a, a build of any kind is only if you are very yeah. brave. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. people don't trust a terse response of yeah. where uh, they are expecting there to be more to it. It's like yeah. that loss in translation. Yeah, yeah. A bit where the Japanese director is feeding Bill Murray the lines and the translator just shortens whatever it is the director saying. He's like, "Are you sure that's all? Because it seems like he said quite a bit more." <laughs> yeah. And, but it, I think people's expectations of about the amount of work that's involved on yeah. certain things, you know, they build it up in their mind that it's going to be this big Marty and Moog thing that yeah. we're just going to, you know, it's. Yeah. Yeah, we're a wheel of EDM episode. music is going to play while you put yeah. the engine together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, at 30 times uh, speed. Yeah. yeah. Like if I would have <coughs> gone back in time, the Vagabond Falcon would be running a 4.8 LS. We talked about this here. That I pulled, that I'd pull from a van. Mm -hmm. And it would be a 4.8 LS that already has 200,000 miles on it. Like if it went 200, it's a GM engine, it'll go another 100,000 miles. 
that has never been a part, but instead it's a completely re rebuilt Ford small block, which then went back because it was leaking oil. It looks nice. It It's a traditional... Uh, eh. <laughs> you see, I'm like, <laughs> your enthusiasm is just boiling <laughs> over. Yeah. Oh. It looks nice, like the kind things I can say about the 302 Redeemer, the engine that's in there. It looks nice when I open the hood, mm. and it makes old people smile. And yes, it's a it's a traditional resto mod. It's about as modern as you can get and still be completely analog and old school. The most modern thing that's in there is the Protronics uh, uh, distributor. So if smiles secured by Polygrip get you going. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a line. <laughs> smiles. That's good. I like that. That could be a shirt. That could be a shirt. You have copyright on that? Oh, well, Polygrip, no. I imagine the people of Polygrip would have something to say. Ben Black, uh, no questions, but thank you for $10. I think we've been going for a while. I think I'm going to get the sign because we have a lot to get through. And I don't. Um, I guess you wanted to start the podcast earlier so you can get going. But if not, uh, the uh, futon is yours if you need it. Um, I'm gonna take depending on what your schedule is for tonight. Yeah, we're good. And I'm going to grab a leak now that I don't need to read questions. Not that that was a problem. I do enjoy reading things. I think people can see this because now that I have a new laptop, I don't want to smudge it up. Yep, people can see that. We are no longer accepting Super Chat questions. So please, no more Super Chat questions. We're going to get through every single one now. Burgundy Burnouts again to show you how fast he finally responded. Yes. After the, oh, this is what he's going to build after this. Wow. After the Firebird STI, I'll be doing a Firebird with a 3S GTE in the back under that huge glass fastback. Get That's out what of he here. wants to do. Burgundy Burnouts, you are my hero. <laughs> Does this That's guy knows where he's You shouldn't, it has to be a fourth gen. Please do yes. a fourth gen. Because then you could actually drive it. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that Firebird, I drive. No, <laughs> oh, all that turbo noise is pissing people oh, off. Man. You, your weight distribution is going to be fucked, but it's you're going to be yeah. But you're, on a, you're on a Firebird, so yeah. You're not going on corners. <laughs> That's Rick, awesome. Wreck. Thank you for your generous donation. Says you said you had a coal. Here, go grab you some liquid hot brown and a few cups of so British brown. Oh, thank you so much, Wreck. Uh, thank you for your. Donation. I will definitely. I've got some tea. Uh, there are plenty of lozenges. I've got store brand Nyquil that I'm hitting up tonight. I had this like old man thing where I've been waking up these past three nights with a coughing fit at around five in the morning, mm. and just you can't fall back asleep. Other times I, I went, I doubled down with with another hit of the Nyquil, and then you sleep till eleven. <laughs> um, so tonight I'm not going to take the Nyquil until I go to bed instead of like an hour before because I do like the high or the, the, the loopiness and then I listen to vaporwave and then I go to bed but then it's already I've lost like an hour and a half of the good stuff of it kicking in uh, anyway uh, Hamza and I guess this is referring to the uh, Evo 9 it says Hamza says just remove remove the blow off valve if you want that flutter noise uh, yeah 
Yeah, I mean, I would run no blow-off valve just like we do on the Gen 4s on any stock turbo car. Mm. Well, okay, any Japanese stock turbo car. Uh, many of the the, the old 90s uh, turbo cars, uh, the more limited production ones, uh, didn't come with blow-off valves anyway. Really? Because you don't need it. Like, if you're running, like, a million pounds of boost on a huge-ass turbo, like, all right, yeah, probably you could use one. Uh, but, yeah, no, you could do it on anything. That, the Evo's on the stock blow-off valve. That's good. That's, that's a... That's a factory blow off valve. That's a factory blow off valve on there. It's mm -hmm. that loud on factory. Yeah. Excuse me. I've been yeah. misrepresenting this. I thought it was that loud that it had some aftermarket. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the engine piping, you know, amplifies it. Oh, okay. And the intake amplifies it. Uh, that's where you get that's where you get the extra noise from. Oh. But that's the stock blow off valve. Yeah. Because it's an Eva. It's got an angry blow off valve on the factory. <laughs> <laughs> the Mitsubishi wants you to hear that blow off valve. I believe it. Disgruntled fairy. Says roast my 2005 Vibe GT. You're too poor to afford a Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's, it's the, the same, same car, <laughs> but somehow the Vibes were cheaper. Yes, because they're funny. Oh, I don't want. I don't want to look like my dad. You know, <laughs> most most of the uh, the Pontiac versus Vibes that I see around here are Pontiacs. Yeah, yes. but when I think about it, I would rather have that Toyota badge up front. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, my brother used to have a vibe, and I I drove it around. It wasn't very good, which I'm sure is shocking to hear. But I don't know. It's the type of car that screams. I have a girlfriend who has an Instagram, and she only posts textiles. Mm. Like I realize textiles is already a word, but I mean it as text. Tiles. Tiles, yes. Yeah, uh, you know, if you can't accept me at my blah, you don't agree uh, me at my <laughs> His hands look like, my hands look like this, so her hands look like this. <laughs> it's just a picture of a dick. <laughs> That's <all>. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Elizabeth Bauer says, I love the show. My 2000 Mini was totaled from a drunk. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. Um, she wasn't the... I hope... She wasn't the drunk, was she? I hope not. Somebody else, right? Yeah. Yeah. No. Hey, as you're still typing, so you're doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for your donation. Thank you, sir. Ma'am. Sir, ma'am. Crazy Ivan two times wouldn't be a podcast without you. Mr. Regular or Roman, will you be my Valentine? Lol. <laughs> sure, why not? I mean, yeah. honestly, I don't think I've ever actually... Oh, wait, no, once. Yeah, one time I was with someone on Valentine's Day. Like, I was in a huh. relationship during Valentine's Day. And I think the most obnoxious thing about it is that it's expected to somehow be different than any other day. You know, people who get on the consumerism soapbox about Christmas, somehow leave Valentine's Day untouched. They do. And I'm like, well, if your relationship is secure, then Valentine's Day is just another day. Now mine wasn't. <laughs> but that's not really the point. It's just one of those days where, you know, you can maybe have an excuse to have sex because, I don't know, the... Things have fallen apart, and the flame isn't there like it used to be. You know, it's just you're rubbing sticks together, and you're not getting any smoke. And then you realize that you're laying next to someone who 
has this whole inner world that you're not a part of. Mm. And then, you know, you're thinking about what they're thinking about and you realize that what they're thinking about is probably something so infinitesimally immaterial to anything that you could possibly thinking be thinking about that they're thinking about that you allow the relationship to eat itself from the inside like some sort of horrifying tapeworm that you can't shit out. Oh, wow. But So, yeah, it's one of those things. Uh, Valentine's Day is fun, and he said nobody. Said absolutely nobody. nobody. Like, you know, there's Galentine's Day. There's Palentine's Day. There's all these other days. And every other day is a national day of something. You know, the other day was National Pizza Day. We're not celebrating that. No. So why do we... It's just... eh. Valentine's Day used to be a lesser Halloween in elementary school. You get candy, <laughs> mm-hmm. but you had to work for it by writing Valentine's to people in the class you didn't really like. No. And then that's opening up an entire Pandora's box of them to get the wrong idea of Ralph Wiggum style. <laughs> you know? It's like, I didn't choose you. <laughs> this card did. And I felt bad for you, Ralph. Let's be real. Boomers for Fetterman, thank you for your donation, ask, can I bribe you to read the shirtless Shirtless Biden washes Trans Am and White House driveway article from The Onion in your Boomer Mix 2005 voice from the Cadillac XLR review? So... When I read the Boomer, uh, the Boomer Mix 2005, it was just me in a disappointed voice. So I suppose I could. I mean, yeah, you bribed me. So, <laughs> like a cop, I'm throwing away the evidence. So. <laughs> uh, if someone else can pull up that Onion oh, article. All right, let me uh, highlight and then. Uh, Right. Shirtless, Shirtless Biden washes Trans Am in driveway. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Bringing it up. I'm going to close this window so that you can read it. Do, 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 do. Washington. Taking advantage of the warm spring weather Monday, Vice President Joe Biden parked his 1981 Trans Am in the White House driveway, removed his undershirt, and spent a leisurely afternoon washing the muscle car and drinking beer. This baby just needs a little... I don't know why I'm doing that voice. I don't know how Joe Biden talks. He's regressed. (laughs) This baby just needs a little scrub down, said Biden undressing a tour group as he tucked the sweat-covered top into the belt loop of his cut-off jean shorts. Gotta get her looking good so I can impress the chicks when I'm cruising down Pennsylvania Avenue. White House aides said that Biden pulled into the driveway shortly before noon. The chorus of Night Rangers, You Can Still Rock in America, blaring from his car stereo. According to witnesses, Biden spent several minutes maneuvering the Trans Am into the perfect spot 
and was observed drumming his fingers on the steering wheel until the song came to a close. The shirtless 66-year-old then entered the executive residence and greeted employees with a round of high fives and a variety of nicknames. Hot, hey, hot stuff, looking good, Biden told a passing aide. Would you know where I could get a little bucket and sponge action? My mean machine needs to be cleaned. After acquiring the necessary washing materials, the bare-chested second-in-command returned to the driveway where he spent several moments staring in apparent awe at the fiber, at the firebird decal on the hood of his car. Biden, who purchased the White Pontiac in 1983, has made an annual tradition of taking time off each spring to wash and tune up his vehicle. In 2008 alone, the veteran politician reported missed, reportedly missed two dozen Senate sessions in order to spend some quality time taking care of his baby. He does this every year, and really seen, it really seems to rejuvenate him, Senator Christoph Dodd, Democrat, Connecticut, said. <coughs> Back in 2001, the car was up on blocks in the National Mall, and it was so busy rotating those tires, how long does that take, that he bailed on the confirmation hearing for Secretary of State. I hate it when people get Carfax wrong. <laughs> he was so busy rotating the tires. All right, you have an elect uh, electric impact car. What are you going to do, though? Dodd added. The car rocks. This article keeps going. As Biden gently applied sponge to the hood and moved in small circular motions across the car's consorts, a number of White House interns walked by and caught the vice president's attention. She's a real beaut, ain't she? said Biden, popping an open wide. Mouth can of Coors Light, tilting back his head to take a long drink. Back when Smokey and the Bandit came out, everybody wanted the black paint job. But looking back now, I'm thankful the dealership didn't have it in stock. Oops, looks like I got a little brouhaha in the flavor saver, added Biden, referring to his whiskey four-day-old mustache. Any of you girl, any of you girls care to join me for another tall boy? Biden spent the next 15 minutes boasting about the features of his Trans Am. Okay, I'm almost done. They don't make kick-ass T-tops like this anymore, sweetheart, said Biden, shaking his head in exaggerated disappointment. And check out these gold snowflake rims. They're a real bitch to clean, but they're totally worth it. Back in the day, we used to call them panty melters, Biden continued. One babe caught a glimpse of those rims, and after Scylla... After a Cinderella concert in 86, and she couldn't get the she couldn't get into that backseat fast enough. If any of you girls want to take a ride, just let old Joe know. For the remainder of the day, <coughs> Biden occupied himself with hosing off his car, giving the side doors an extra coat of wax, and throwing out a variety of items from beneath its front from beneath its front seats, including a crumpled up fast food wrappers, a number of soft uh, packs of Doral Kings an issue of Cherry Magazine from 91, and Senate Bill, Section 486. According to White House officials, Biden was still hanging out in the driveway long after dusk, revving the engines at passersbys and explaining the intricacies of a turbocharged V8 motor to anyone within earshot. As of press time, Biden had convinced Jennifer Britmore, a 41-year-old mother of four visiting from Indiana, to let her show him around D.C., Hmm, there you go.
can't remember that article being that long. I guess I never read the whole thing. <laughs> Clearly, because it was too long. <laughs> Dade Socks. Thank you, Dade, for your donation. Opinion of a Dodge Dakota of a Dodge Dakota V6 from 2005. I wanted a Ranger, but I need more space, but I have less money. <laughs> oh, this throat. Dodge Dakotas. The, on, the only uh, brand to rust more than Nissan's. True story. Mm. True story. Mm. My best friend's dad had, had one, of those, uh, one of those Dakotas. His oh. was the Magnum, though. Mm -hmm. I can't do the gravelly voice. Gonna <laughs> save my throat. I just, I just. T for those of you listening in iTunes, I just tilted back a, a jar of honey into my mouth. Mm. Oh, it's so delectable. I think I'll leave this by my bedside tonight. I'm not joking. Mm. Oh, maybe that's what I need. Mmm. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Why don't people do this for everything? I know this is straight sucrose. <coughs> It'll wake me up. But goddamn, that's soothing. Wreck again. Thank you. Uh, Ten dollars. Um, uh, this is actually to save my throat. I wonder if Justin could read this one. It's the yellow bar up there. It's a prime question. Oh, here we go. Took a look at Prime Drive, Prime Driven, but you're close. <laughs> like the keychain, would you be willing to do a classic GTR style manifold? I'd love to rock it in mine. So you want a GTR style manifold keychain? That's what you're saying? Uh, I'd have to talk to our uh, to our manufacturers and see if we can get something like that going. If you can, uh, shoot us an email through the website um, and uh, copy this in there, and I'll see what I can do. Thank you very much. I see a bunch of those keychains where people just have what looks like uh, um, the head gasket, yep. like on the end of the thing. Um, I've seen, of course, I've seen Subarus. You have two of them there mm -hmm. dangling around. <coughs> I'm, I'm a big fan of the fabric ones uh, that we sell through uh, Moto Loot. And I think you sell a few of them as well, the key tags. Yep. Because they don't the weigh tags. Yeah. 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 They don't weigh the keychain down. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of not putting any more pressure on that key barrel that needs to be there. Uh Bert <coughs> excuse me. Burnt Coolant Productions. Great to see you on the podcast again. Justin, here's some money because I love you guys so much. No question, but hey, thank you so much. Uh, thanks, Burnt Coolant Productions. Also, great name. Do you own a Gen 2 3 SGT MR2? Ah, Hayden Hicks says spending money on Valentine's Day is pointless, but RCR is worth supporting. Love you guys from Tucson, Arizona. Yeah, we've been meaning to. Thank you, sir. Thank you for your donation. Thank you. Uh, and I've been wanting to come to Arizona maybe next year. I wonder if this could be a thing like every March I fuck off from Pennsylvania <laughs> to just go somewhere else that isn't cold. Because usually one time March rolls around, I'm pretty much done with winter. Because every year it's the same thing in PA in March. Hey, it just turned spring. I thought it was supposed to be spring, but it's still snowing. That's like the height of the seasonal depression disorder. Yeah. And it just makes April 
worse. But if I can get a little shot, man, I really am turning 40, aren't I? <laughs> Dreaming about warm weather at oh, the end of winter. It begins. Yeah, RCR it begins. relocates yeah. to Tampa, Florida. <laughs> oh, God, Florida. <laughs> Fuck you. Shuffleboard and... and Cadillacs. Oh, my relative, my mom, my mom goes to Florida like three times a year. Like Florida is fun when you're 12. And never again. And if you do Coke later in life, then yeah, sure. But <laughs> God, Florida, it's like every, everything, they shove a grid on everything. There's no driving roads. No, nothing. What people think of when they think of Florida, they think of, you know, Miami Vice, or they think of like Disney theme parks. Yeah, Miami and Orlando are separate things from the rest of yeah. Florida. What you really have is a lot of swampland. Yeah, and a lot of weird backwater roads, and that aren't even really roads because the flood level is. Yeah, it's like I don't. No way one retires there when you're under threat of complete upheaval every season. Apparently, the land value isn't as, as expensive as people think they is, with the exception of Miami and Orlando. Correct. Miami yeah, your 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 value proposition, Florida for real estate, if you're not in like Orlando or Miami, is shocking. Yeah, mm. uh, and you uh, get all the other, weather. You get the nice weather. Yeah, and when you're older, you know, like your joints don't like the cold. You. You know, your blood thins, that makes you not like the cold. But the big one for a lot of my uh, associates uh, is Florida is one of six states in the United States that has no income tax, state ah. income tax. So, you know, if you're, I mean, at any amount of level that's functional, but if you're a guy that's making, you know, like a few hundred thousand a year or a couple million a year, that like 7% state income tax, mm -hmm. she adds up. Yeah, she does. So you got a, a cheaper house. You can get the exact same house you got in New Jersey for half a million for two hundred. Nah. So you just netted three hundred grand cash. Yeah. You can put that to work somewhere else. Yeah. Buy up a bunch of other rental properties and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and then every every paycheck you pay yourself, or <laughs> you're paying out from your, you know, from your mutual fund. Right. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Every single time you extract money from something, you just save seven percent. Yeah. Damn. Damn. Yeah. That's good math. That's what most people are going to make their return on their mutual fund. Damn. So now you're making 15%. Never thought of it that way. Yeah. Still don't want to move. No. No. no like, I, I've tried to convince myself just for that logic. Yeah. Um, repeatedly. And then I go down there in June to see my grandfather, and I'm like, I can't do it. I run, I run too hot innately. Like, I'm sweating constantly normally. Yeah. And you put me in that environment. Walking out of that hotel in Bradenton, <laughs> like it was nice at six in the morning. Yeah. And then the rest of that day was, I can't think yep. out here. Yeah. I went to school mm -hmm. down there. I went to school at a uh, uh, University of Central Florida. Really? Yeah. For a year and a half. And mm -hmm. I just couldn't take the weather anymore. But, and every day at four o'clock it rains. <coughs> Torrential. Mm. You know, which is always when I was walking home from class. Mm. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, no. I can't. I still can't do it. You can't have it. Won't have it. Damn. Yeah. yeah. Dade Socks says, and that was, I think, with a vibe. Thanks for the roast, by the way. <laughs> nice. Well, then, owning it's the best way to do anything. Aaron R. Arbrell again saying uh, a clarification super chat. Thank you again for doing that. Oh, uh, clarity. I'm already buying the motor regardless. 
I guess buying a new motor or to swap Just into the rebuild build versus uh, <laughs> the Lexus SC three hundred. Is it worth doing myself or fling the car and motor at someone? Well, <laughs> do you know how to wire? Have you done this before? And if the answer is no, like if this is okay, answering this uh, is means asking a whole bunch of other questions. Yes, very many. Do you have a garage? Is it a two-car garage? Are you open to the idea of failing to do this? If you fail and you just laugh it off and then you go to a guy, fine, do it. You'll learn a lot. Uh, Benjamin Franklin says, experience keeps a dear school, but fools will learn from no other. And I'm an example of that. I learned a ton about small block Fords from doing the Falcon. Um, uh, you will, by doing the motor yourself, will absorb knowledge through your fingers. It's a wonderful way to learn, and you'll probably keep, uh, you'll, you'll take that forward for the rest of your life. If you're doing it for the first time, it will definitely be more expensive than having a professional mechanic do it who have swapped engines before. Um, here's an interesting question. Does a wiring harness come from your new engine? And is, your, is there anything wrong with your old one? If the answer is no, and if it's just all plug and play, then fine. I don't know if Toyota did Subaru things where they changed little things throughout the year. Oh, yes. The, oh, they did. Yep. In 93, they changed all the connectors. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's significant, significant changes. Okay, <clears throat> so then you have to find if that's an exact same engine from the same part of the year going into that car. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just different. Justin Justin Kramer did that on a uh, oh three Forester, and he just pulled a junkyard engine. It's like, well, it's an EJ twenty five. Oh, not the same. Mm -hmm. Math sensors in a different place. This is in a different place. Like the, the motherfucker. Why are they doing this? Yeah. So then he's there getting connectors, splicing things in, and like to get that check engine light. It wasn't idling right. Yeah. It was on a different thing. It was getting the wrong data. Yeah. <coughs> and 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 even if <clears throat> this is a big scenario we used to end up in a lot um, when we were still swapping and fixing cars, was people would contact us with their car that either they or another mechanic had screwed up generally pretty badly. Mm. Uh, and then they wanted us to make it right. And generally that situation involved, if we took the job on, it was lots of packed up wiring. So the wiring would just get pulled out and good wiring would get put in, like mm. a whole harness. There would be no repairing the harness that was there. That's just, you know, polishing a turd. Uh, but <clears throat> the most expensive swap you will ever have done is after you've started it, yourself or another mechanic has started it because if you code to a professional with a messed with by anybody else set up not a stock stock your parts scenario uh they will charge you way more for the annoyance frustration extra time uh and hassle of not asking them what you should have done in the first place uh, and not pay for it you're not paying extra. It's not like they're screwing you. They're, you're going to get charged for everything because every single thing is going to have to be redone. Uh, it was constant. If you brought us a swap way back in the day when we would do them for like five grand, if you bought us a swap that somebody else had started and messed up or you had started and messed up in pieces, mm. it's 10. 
Ah. And it's probably going to be more because we're undoing basically everything. Yeah. And then replacing a lot of things that you've already modified because they're not usable anymore. Mm. Yeah. Do not do, do not get in that situation. The only way to avoid that situation is to commit to doing it yourself and find some friends who can help you. Okay. <laughs> Which is like the MR2 is like, we put out the DIY kit mm-hmm. when we stopped swapping cars so that people had a plug and play solution. Here's yeah. how we used to build them. Here are all the parts. You can do plug and play yourself and it will work. Mm-hmm. Now, if you have a hacked up car, it's not going to work. Oh. You need to go get good stock harnesses, mm. put them in the car. Then you can plug everything in and make mm. it work. It's it, the worst waste of money I've ever seen repeatedly is messed up starting it when you shouldn't mm. or pay someone that you shouldn't. Mm. And then you get it a fraction of the way done, yeah. but it's just all wrong done. Yeah. Not progress progress done and be prepared to pay the piper. I never thought of it that and way. And or potentially never get it finished because guys like me won't take it on. Mm-hmm. Like if you exist and we exist to just do builds, yeah. we stop taking those on because we could swap three cars for guys. We could have three guys get a car on the road, their mm-hmm. cars on the road, in the same time that it would have taken us just to get, get that car done. And that guy is going to be pissed when it's done because it's going to be so expensive. Uh, Even though I told them what it was going to cost. Yeah. Well, but my car was mostly done. All you did was finish it. That's what they would. That's what they would think. Yeah. No, we're, we're yeah. not. We're not starting at your starting line. Yeah. We're that's not way how it works. back at the bleachers. That's why you're here. <laughs> yeah. You're here because you're you you have you have not even vaguely close approached the finish line. Yeah. You you started wrongly, mm-hmm. and, it, and a lot of times it's not like their fault. It's not like most guys don't have any references for or experiences for swapping cars mm-hmm. before they swap their first car. Yeah. That's why it's your first car. Yeah. But if you've done it twice and messed it up, well, that's, you're you're gonna end up without a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. That is that is is that's yeah, like I'm all for good financial learning. Advice. You know, like but yeah, like after doing it for ten years <coughs> and after owning MR2s for twenty years and messing stuff up myself too. It's not like I'm some kind of profit here. This is through hard earned trial and error and expense <laughs> that I'm proffering this advice. Yeah, it's like Yoda said in The Last Jedi, the failure is the greatest teacher. It's the only way you learn. You don't learn by successes because you don't know what you're wrong. Yeah, exactly. A good fail forward fast. What was that? Fail forward fast? Fail forward fast, yeah. You want to accelerate your learning? Fail faster. <laughs> accelerate. Compress time. Yeah. Dade Socks says, I'm the one with the Dodge. Oh, excuse me. Sorry about that. Thank you for your donation. Fierro fan eighty six says, "You heard the man. Thank you for your donation. No more super chats. Thank you for your donation. <laughs> I think that's the end. That is the last yeah. one. Yeah, people keep saying barra swap. We don't get barras in the U.S. They were never sold here. I agree. There is there are very sexy things about an inline turbocharged straight six, but there's no parts network in the U.S. for that sort of thing." No, and if you want that, you have it in a German car and four Japanese cars now because we have the imported ones too. Mm. You want a turbo straight six? No problem. What's yeah. your budget? Yeah. And are you doing your own maintenance? Yeah. So if it is, don't get the German one. <laughs> Bruce Hen just has this little thing like, do you think you could do blah, 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 blah? And he, he just looks at you dead in the eyes and goes, hmm that's it's a, a little mut for those of you listening. It's making the, the three fingers rubbing together money symbol. All it takes is money. 
That's what Rome and I were talking about earlier. If you got enough time and money, you can accomplish almost anything. But generally, that time and money are going to be multiples of what you think they are. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh, they are. Somebody in the chat actually said that. Yeah. Uh, Hamza, who's been commenting constantly. Dude, don't do the swap. Take your budget and multiply it by three. Yes, most people have the, again, through usually no fault of their own, uh, they don't understand that it, with any engine swap, the engine is by far and away the cheapest component. But everyone thinks it's the most expensive component. Yes, yeah. individually, it probably is. The most expensive part of the uh, the Falcon is the suspension. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and let's say you're not even touching anything but the engine bay. Really? It's still not your most expensive component. <laughs> Yours is because it's carburetor, right? So, like, there's yeah. nothing else in there besides no, that. No, no. In MR2? I just rebuilt the carburetor and put it on. Ran fine. Yeah, no. And the MR2, the Caldea motor, Gen 4 motor is 1200 bucks, And all the other parts you need are $4,000. Uh, if you want it to be plug and play and done how we did, how we used to do, mm -hmm. um, like to look like a giveaway car engine bay, mm -hmm. uh, that's what it's going to take. It's five grand in parts. Mm -hmm. Can you do it cheaper? Absolutely. Yeah. Am I going to be able to help you if you mess with a bunch of stuff and don't do it the way that we're telling you is the most efficient and functional way? Mm -hmm. Probably not. Mm -hmm. If you hacked up your harness, I can't help you because your diagnostics don't work. Guys have had diagnostic ports removed by mechanics. Okay. And I'm like, explain to me why they would remove the factory diagnostic port. There's not in any way a problem. Off. <laughs> well, potentially. But yeah. that wouldn't make it turn off. Oh. That would just make you not be able to tell what the check engine light means. Because hmm. then you can't jump right. Oh. And everybody thinks, so, oh, it's OBD2 now. Yeah, it's JOBD2. You can't scan that with a US scanner. Hmm. And you're going to have a bunch of phantom you know, dummy codes. Oh. Like resistor packs and Automatic transmission shift solenoids when you're doing a Gen 4. I see. Uh, because, you know, it was in an automatic transmission car in Japan. Oh, okay. Guys will be like, what's this code 78? <laughs> Forget about it. It's not boring. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to do a swap, that's good advice. Triple, triple your budget and triple your time, and that's probably what you'll end up at. Matt Happel is doing a project right now called Eights for Eight. An eight-second car for eight grand. What he bought is an SN95 okay. Mustang because Fox bodies are priced way out now. And even he admits to he himself drove up the price of Fairmonts because there are still Fox bodies. Because mm -hmm. um, everybody said, oh, Fox body, Fairmont, the cheap Fox body. Now you can have an LS in this. So like, okay, SN95s are at the bottom. So what he found was a roller where all the suspension work was done, no engine trans. Mm -hmm. uh, so his, like, okay, now we get our 5.3, now we get our 4L80, now we get, oh, and he had the, um, he had the, it already has a built A8 in the rear, 8.8 .8 rear end. Mm -hmm. So all the expensive stuff in there, it needs engine transmission wiring. So, he, but to do an eight-second quarter for eight grand, yeah. I mean, like, does he already have all the other stuff? Like, he's obviously going turbo or supercharged. Yeah, he's going turbo. He's Lots going Chinese turbocharger. Um, okay. he's, he's probably going to decap the injectors instead of buying bigger ones. Um, right, so this is an eight-second car once. Yeah, it's probably, he wants to, he, what he said in, in the video is that he's, he wants to be able to drive it to the track and drive it home. Oh, bold. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know when this thing's going to be. Uh, the, well, I look forward to seeing it. There. Yeah. I look forward to seeing it. <laughs> I, I, now, if he continue, now if he um, he's now sponsored by Milwaukee and a bunch of other people. So if they're sponsored parts layered on top of that, I'm like, okay. Yeah, okay. If you're the if you're the guy with all the skills and the and the and the resource and the the space, yeah, and the know-how, and you're gonna have everything sponsored. Given to you, yeah, then, yeah, okay, then yes. eight thousand dollar thing. But then the eight grand is, is not real money anymore. That that that's what I want to know. I'd like Playing to. I, house, I wonder if money. he'll publish the Excel sheet at the end of this, but like where he where he uh, adds everything up. I've seen uh, a couple um, YouTube guys do stuff like that recently, and I thought that was uh, um, refreshing. Yeah, because most people have no idea what stuff costs. Mm -hmm. Like and all the little stuff. Yeah. Like we would have like three hundred dollars of hardware on the invoice. Wow. The car that came in with just like all wrong hardware, stripped out hardware, broken hardware. Yeah. Like OEM hardware is expensive. Yeah. <laughs> the Falcon, even with seven sponsors on that car, was still seven thousand at seventeen thousand eight hundred dollars to build. And parts only or parts only? That's parts only. I had free labor. Yeah. Okay. That's still yeah. seventeen thousand. Yeah. Worth of stuff. <laughs> I was just about to call you a liar if you said it was parts and labor. <laughs> yeah. um, this person in the regular chat has a quick question that is, I'm getting my first car soon. I'm 18. I'm looking at getting a 91 Pontiac Firebird. Do you think that is a good enough starter for me? 91 Firebird. 91. Mm. As your first car. How do you define good enough starter? Does it start? My yeah. Question. <laughs> 90. Uh, I mean, a lot of people in the chat are saying no. Yeah, I mean, if, even if, like, look, if it has a 350 in it already, you got Summit Racing to take care of you. But again, money, 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 money. <laughs> you like, if it's a fun car, a second car, hell yeah. You get your Corolla, you get your Civic as your AND car to get you around. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I had this conversation with somebody, I forget where, who said, oh, can I, it was, it was an MR2 question. I'm like, hey, can an MR2 become a, be a first good car? And I'm like, no, mm. no, not a daily, no. I still get that regularly. Yeah. And, and it doesn't have anything to do with what most people are thinking it has to do with. They're like, well, it's 90 Toyota, it's super reliable. Yes. 27 years ago, it was extremely reliable. 10 years ago, it was still pretty ridiculously reliable. It's now a 27-year-old car. Yeah. Toyota built a, a nearly indestructible car. Or all their cars in the 90s. Yeah. But eventually everything breaks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you're buying a cheap one, which if it's your first one, you probably are. Yeah. Your problems aren't related to what Toyota did. They're related to what everybody else did after them. Yeah. Now we have the environment and everything yeah. else. Yeah. No, yeah. If you're buying a first car, I mean, my first car was a 1993 Saturn SL1. Nice. Base model, rubber bumpers, mm -hmm. manual steering and windows. Nice. Gold on beige. Oh, yeah, come on. Mm. Oh, mm, 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 just mm. just beating them off with both hands. Oh, Eric Pedersen is in the chat. Sorry, I've I'm got late. a couple tunnels. Uh, one guy here, Eric Pedersen, he helped us out with road trips in the past. Went skiing with him. He lives out in San Diego. He sent me, and good that you're here. Uh, he sent me a picture of um, uh, JDM in for right hand drive 91. MR2 Turbo mm -hmm. and, and uh, asking price 10 grand. Mm -hmm. And I said, Is that a good buy? And I said, And, and I, we, I looked at it again, ignoring the pictures. 
because what can you tell? But there yeah. was someone that says, you may have to check with your local emissions laws, may not be legal in California. And I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, that's the main thing. Um, 10 grand is what you start with. You may be deep into 15, 16. If you have to go small emissions? Yeah, yeah because JDM small. cars don't have emissions with them. Right. There's no EGRs, which yes. means it will not pass. No. Yeah, you have to do it right with factory parts at a certified mechanic shop. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've heard um, there's some guys that sell GTRs out in California. Mm -hmm. And the conversion to make it fully California compliant is 15 grand on top oh, no. of the car. Yeah. I was like... Well, that twenty-five thousand dollars car not looking like such a good deal now. Nope. Mm -hmm. At forty grand, <laughs> buy a lot yeah. of other stuff. Yeah. So my, uh, uh, yeah. If you live in California, it's it's so it weird, sucks. right? Like it's such a huge car culture out there, and yet like almost everything's illegal. Yeah. But I think it's like the Australia. Guys, yeah. yeah. Like, but guys just drive things illegal. Yeah. Like they, they just drive around with dealer plates on. Yeah, it's they like, never yeah, take their dealer plates. No on. big deal. I smogged it out of my license. my cousin's uh, county because there's a couple counties in California where they don't have smog. Because I had a customer who lived in one one time, and he was emailing about a Gen Four swap, and I was like, <laughs> uh, not not going to swap a car that's going to be illegal when it's done. And he was like, no, in my county we don't have smog. And I said, okay then, okay then. <laughs> yeah, I think he was our one and only California customer for that reason. Really? Yeah. Lots of requests, but I'm not building an illegal car. Mm -hmm. uh, if there's any plugs you want to do, I can feel my throat is completely destroyed. Um, if there's any plugs you want to do, uh, uh, ahead, no, I mean, it. it's been great being out again. Uh, first time here with Roman, also. Hey, uh, it's been a pleasure. Uh, Gotten a lot of comments on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About are we brothers or am I your son? son or, yeah. Yeah. Which I don't yeah. even know how that would work. Yeah, well, maybe down south. Uh, but, <laughs> but no, um, but yeah, so uh, farmdriven.com is the website. Uh, giveaway number nine, which is the Evo 9MR plus five grand cash. Deadline to enter is March 3rd at 11.59 p.m. Just head over to primedriven.com, anything you want. And uh, stay tuned for regular cars, Evo. Yeah, or a little uh, <laughs> review. It's like 10 yeah. reasons, something, something. Well, yeah. it's, good to, it's just going to be great. Yeah, yeah. Just, it. just trust us. You're going to love yeah. it. Um, and uh, when do you reveal the winner? Yeah, so the winner gets announced roughly 10 days after the end because uh, it takes a while to get all the data crunched and then uh, send it off. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And then we will call the winner. We get this question all the time, like, did I miss your DM? Like, no, we don't We don't take any chances with, a, yeah. with those. We actually phone call the yeah. winner. Yeah. Imagine that in this day and age. Uh, a phone call. Uh, what's funny is a lot of times it takes multiple calls to get them on the phone. Ah. I don't think of numbers. I don't know. That's true. Neither do I. And it's not like we're posting like, here's the number it'll be coming from. It is like, I, if they leave a message, then I know it wasn't a robocall yes. or anything like that. Yes. But if it's a number that I don't know, like, I'm not going to answer that. No, no. I just don't mean that. No. I'm always amazed when, when any of them pick up. Because yeah. like roughly, I would say maybe half of them picked up like in the first two rings. And I was like, you must not get a lot of telemarketer calls. Yeah. yeah. Like maybe you're on no lists. <laughs> What's that like? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's been great, and I uh, hope you guys enjoy the uh, the next video that uh, that Brian did. No, oh, nice. I hope you, well, if you saw most of it. I hope you like the the VO and.
Thank you so much for coming out yeah, and answering questions. Thanks for helping us out. Thanks for having me. That's Prime Driven, uh, keeping MR2s alive for the good of the world and Canada. And we will visit it in August. Yep. But uh, for regular car reviews, I'm just, I'm, wait, no, I'm Nick. I'm Nick. <laughs> why? Oh, my God, why? No. Uh, all right, I'm Nick. I'm Justin. I'm Brian. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Have, Have a good night, night everyone. Holy hell. I, bl I bought into it. <laughs> I thought you did it on purpose. I, no, I worked myself into a shoot. <laughs> How do I zoom out on a marking book? <laughs> I mean, how does anyone do anything, really? We're going to get philosophical. True story. I had a bag for these. Yeah, it's right here. Yeah, it's my oh. new computer.